listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Won't you celebrate with me what I have shaped into a kind of life? I had no model, born in Babylon, born non-white and woman. What did I see to be except myself? I made it up. Here on this bridge between starshine and clay, my one hand holding tight, my other hand, come celebrate with me that every day. Something has tried to kill me and has failed. Hey, welcome to hey, hey. Uh, the Black Guy Who Tells podcast <laughs> with your host Rod and Karen. And we are four days away from the premiere of Black Panther. Yay! Thursday night. That's, <laughs> as, or as I like to call it, Black Valentine's Day now. This is new. Yeah. New Black Valentine's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and of course, uh, we have some new guests, man. We you guys, do. Uh, haven't heard them on our show before but they have a podcast and many of you i'm sure have already been listening to if not then uh you can get on them check it out the podcast is called woke with kids uh it's everywhere that you get podcasts Mm -hmm. and the hosts are melissa and then yaze what's going on y'all Woo, man i'm psyched i'm I'm so psyched because i'm like in the i'm in the presence of greatness right now you don't even understand (laughs) buddy okay okay i listen to your podcast every day you guys you guys are on my on my my playlist every single day at work. You get me through Babylon, man. It's incredible. I'm oh. I'm on your podcast right now. I'm oh. so excited. Well, thank you, man. It's we're, true. It's we, true. We appreciate it, man. We listen to uh. Well, I know I listen to y'all, and then mm-hmm. vicariously, Karen ends up listening to y'all because I'll have y'all on their car. <laughs> yes, that's normally uh, how it goes. And then I'm like, who is that? Then I come up in my thing because people think we're joking but between the both of us we have hundreds of podcasts like i have a few hundred and he has a few hundred so it's a lot of podcasts out there that we listen to and we always are looking and searching for people to introduce to our audience and i heard y'all i was like yeah this will be a fit and y'all have a dope show yes Um, y'all do (laughs) well like how'd y'all come up with the concept and how long have y'all been doing it oh man um well you know they started killing a lot of black boys um like 400 years ago and um <laughs> the news caught up with it uh about maybe two years ago or the so technology caught up with it the technology caught up with it all or of a sudden it was like videos yeah video streaming of this it just got really intense yeah it got really intense we were and we got we had a uh a child a black boy uh we still do thank we you. still do thank uh, god yeah I know and it, uh woo, the way that started <laughs> off that sounded i was like i, did, I was like, I was like a, one man down what happened first of all they killed trayvon and then we had a son and our son is gone i'm like what happened oh this just i turned. know but like, he turned into a mutant and flew away what happened super dark oh last week we had two you know for me honestly i don't even know if you when you had initially mentioned like podcasting or that there were other black couples doing it i mean i know y'all really were a huge influence on yaze kind of bringing it up actually i felt like you kind of strong army you was like how did we do it no i heard no look i literally i heard you guys podcast and i was like wait 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 they married (laughs) <laughs> and he got a podcast I, I like, what are you talking about like that was never i mean obviously it's been around for a while i've known people making or recording their podcasts for years and it just somehow i never listened and i mm. usually didn't have a commute you had a long ass commute during that time i was commuting like an hour and a half every day uh yeah, to work day. so i was listening yeah. to your podcast and it was like just completely filling up the whole time and i was right. like these dudes are they're like you're doing it every day it was like the black cnn you did and so 
I was like, I can't do it every day. Right, I can't right. do it every day. I was like, but me and Mel, me and you, we about to do something. That's so we, we got to do said. something, right? And I know for me personally, it really was Philando Castile that just mm. cha- that broke me wide open. I was like, what the hell is happening? Mm-hmm. I was like, this one. And I know I've heard a lot of people say that, like that kind of that situation in that video really in particular was like, okay, this is just above and beyond any level of horror that I could imagine being broadcast for a particularly for an innocent person, Mm. you know, and then to watch it live essentially. So, and you know, like you said, we have two sons and it was like, I mean, I knew the nine-year-old had to be thinking something. Like, I'm crying. It's like, what the hell's going on? I know. Who died? Literally, you know, kind of like, like literally, died. who died? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. You well, may have heard somebody mm, did die. It's, so it, we started thinking about how do we talk about it with these our children? How do we talk about it amongst ourselves? Like, it was bad. Yeah, yeah. In I, the and, worst way. And it was like, yeah. And it was like, also. How do you not like collapse into a pit of like fear and trembling? Mm. Like, how do you not just go like, okay, uh, they're all coming for us. We're going back to slavery. It's terrible. It's just the awful li- right. situation. With so we also try to inject some, if not humor, some dark levity into the realization that you know we're all gonna die anyways. Um, you know, we all came from slavery, so there's there's plenty of ways that we can deal with this situation other What's than... that saying? If you don't laugh, you'll cry. I mean, that's literally how it felt yeah. to me, mm. and sometimes how it still feels. Absolutely. You know, yeah. whether it's the absurdity or the horror of it. Or that's the right. absurd horror. Yeah, and so then after, we've been doing it for like a year and a half, and uh, when we first started, we were doing it during the day, and the kids would be all up in the podcast, mm. interrupting and conversating with us and all this kind of stuff, so then we was like, alright, we gotta shift this to a time where the, the kids are not, act, you know, because it's woke with kids, mm-hmm. but we don't actually like the kids in a podcast. So <laughs> now we do it at night. <laughs> so now we do it at night, and, uh, you know, it's beautiful because she can have a little wine. I can have me a little something to sippy sippy. Mm-hmm. You know saying? California weed is legal, so you know what I'm saying? We can go ahead and partake of those situations mm-hmm. and then just, just let our minds be free and tangent and that kind of thing. I just want to make it official. Uh, I drink wine during the day, too. So oh, okay. Yes. yes. I, I'm a big fan. We actually- me, too. <laughs> We actually um have been getting sent so much wine. Mm-hmm. Uh one of our sponsors sent us just I apropos of nothing, just sent us some wine the other day, like three bottles and we had a, a fan of the show that signed us up for a groupon that sent us like fifteen bottles of wine. I took a picture the other day so in my kitchen. Be drinking. And I was like, I either gotta Oh make, my god. I was like, I either gotta make some friends or I gotta become a wino cause one of these two things, the wine ain't going nowhere. So I decided to turn up by myself and start drinking out the bottle. But, um, at any, at any rate though, yeah, he's, I love he's, it. he's an introvert. I'm, so. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm laughing cause I'm laughing cause some of your guests on the, on the thing are talking about weed ain't legal in NYC, but I'm blazing for this show. I'm like, yo, it's 10 o'clock. You you bum! What the hell are you doing at ten o'clock smoking hey, weed? Hey, it's the mm. weekend. I'm kidding. I'm about to blaze too, bro. I'm no, about to smoke too. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, and it's seven a.m. over there, so I mean, it's even worse for them. So, but um, I know. <laughs> I, what, what, can I ask y'all a question? Y'all got grits? What? Hell yeah! <laughs> okay, hell that's, yeah. that's all I want to know. South. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm from the south. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't clarify that. I'm from I'm from Virginia and North Carolina uh, originally, and I've only lived in L.A. for like the last twenty years. So. <laughs> Yeah. But I, we do have to say they're not good, really. They're both yeah. places. The grits are not good. Like, okay. you'll try it. And you're That's like, true. like, there's a few, like, kind of, not even just, like, soul restaurants, but just, you know, black people 
behind the grill yeah. essentially yeah. Okay. so there are a handful of spots where you can get good grits where if you grew up eating them you won't like spit it out i know where to take you i put it that way i know where to take me y'all come out here we know where to take it to get the authentic cafe is good anyway there's a handful but it's not like widespread more like you want some turkey bacon yeah i I just want to know turkey bacon and avocado toast i just want to know why karen asked the question like she was cross-examining a hostile witness (laughs) (laughs) y'all got grits (laughs) and where were you the night of february 13th huh I got to know. I don't want to be fooled no more. We went out to Seattle and them people was like, we ain't got no grits and we ain't got no sweet tea. I was like, what the fuck am, where am I? Oh, oh yeah, that's a whole right, sweet tea. Sweet tea is a whole different subject though. Sweet tea is a whole different yeah, subject. We don't have sweet tea out we here. We don't have though. sweet tea out here. That's, that's mm. a thing. That's a thing. Uh, y'all got like maybe one. And no blue Jimmy crabs. Okay. I don't know if you, I don't know if you get down on the crab feast, but ain't no, ain't no blue Jimmy's out here too. So when I first moved out here 20 years ago, I damn near turned around and went back home. Cause I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you know, I do remember, uh, one time early in our relationship, that was one of our many adventures. He was like, I need to get some blue Jimmy crabs. And it was like this whole two hour to go to Chinatown. Version I had to go to Chinatown. Chinatown trying to find the one spot. Look at, look, it was like, it was like that scene at it, scene at a gremlins, like looking for a mogwai. That's the only place you can find some blue Jimmy's. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> how I mean, y'all, it was incredible. Speaking of which, how'd y'all meet? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, you See gotta the, give them the Reader's Digest version. Okay, yeah, this is, really, we can have a whole podcast about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was engaged to a woman who was way more accomplished than I was. <laughs> and, um, and it, 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 and I was, had a fragile masculinity situation going on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I, I, I cheated with Mel. And, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, basically. And, yeah, uh, true. yeah, very true. And then, then when that relationship collapsed, uh, I wanted to like move in immediately with Mel. She was like, no. Uh, instead, you're going to get your own place. So I did that for like six months, but then I convinced her, I tricked her into let me move in with her. And then within six more months, we was pregnant and mm. we've been together happily ever since. <laughs> that sounds kind of like, uh, that, that sounds like Beth and Jerry from, um, I know. Rick and Morty. I, I can't wait for y'all TV movie. It's going to be lit. Yeah. I like- <laughs> Yeah, oh, I'm gonna be live tweeting about it. I'm gonna be here. Very few. Uh, it's funny you say that. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I got an idea. <laughs> oh my god! I was just gonna say oh very few. Uh, very few like stories about how you meet stars with. Well, I was engaged to this other woman. Right. They normally uh, don't start like that. Yeah, I was like, oh, what is it's, this no, it's normally I was walking down the street. She caught my eye. Or, you know, she had a big booty, you right. know, or she bent over and her titties I mean, flashed at me. Like that. Go to church, meet at work, you know. <laughs> Very few, you know. That's normally how it goes. Well, how long did it take and before you were comfortable telling that story? Because you just said it like, bam. You like know this, what I'm saying? This, this is this, oh, this is the story. I feel like like oh, sh- six months in, that's not how you tell people you met. But like, you know, after a couple kids, I y'all mean, been together, then you can kind of tell it because mm-hmm. it's like it worked out anyway. So all that's the, a good point. That's a good you know point. what I'm saying? I never told my mama that story, but <laughs> we <have> always <laughs> we have essentially always told people the truth we live in our truth we and live so in our many, truth at least of my friends like they knew the whole time i was like yo i met this dude but he's like engaged it's like drama i don't know mm. and they were like okay Mel. like okay let's see did y'all and have a like oh shit i'm pregnant and then did y'all ever have you a keep updating it. y'all ever have a mm. com- did y'all ever have a confrontation with the um the ex i guess at this point 
Oh, oh no, no, she oh, she mad no, no, cool. No. She She's no, what? Woman. She and the, and the thing Stylin'. was, she she basically she found a dude almost simultaneously, and now they're married. Okay, oh, okay. look at God work. That's I mean, what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's God will right now, there. Now I do want to say I I would never say that I was cool with her. Mm. Like we have never That's had fair. that That's conversation. Fair. That's like, fair. We refuse to follow each other on Instagram <laughs> or be Facebook friends, even though we have a lot of mutual friends and we're kind of like in the same community to some degree. True. Like there's like a good thirty mutual friends. Mm. But That's I personally true. I mean, of course on my side, I'm like, I hope there's no bad blood. I am happy she found happiness. Right. Pose, but the whole thing did kind of start pretty shadily, which is kind of weird to look back because I never thought I was like that person. Mm. Or I would never think that uh, that type of relationship would last. Like if somebody had told me, I'm like, okay, well, girl, watch out. Like, wait, he going to do the same thing to you or, you know, mm. whatever, feel like a Kevin Hart or whatever you call it. <laughs> but, um, but that's kind of been the thing. Like we are always winging it. And in, in the sense that I think as long as we always stay present and kind of work it out as it comes up the way we did in the beginning, then we might we might just be all right. Yeah, I mean, look, I'll be honest. In the time that we've been together, we've seen like fifty relationships crash and burn, and like yeah. relationships that started like rom coms, like people who met just oh, like you're talking yeah. about like we met it, we met at this beautiful in a park with flowers. It was right. springtime and all this kind of stuff. And we'd be like, oh man, that's not beautiful. And then two years later, talking about <laughs> I can't stand this person. I can't stand you know they breaking up. Mm. Me and her, we yell, we argue, we can't fight, all that kind of stuff. And we like we just stay together. That's the mm. whole secret. Well, I, I feel like I as long as it doesn't turn into a Rihanna video, <laughs> uh, you know, which, Rihanna be killing folks in them right. videos. Which video, right? Yeah, which one we talking about? Um, I but, mean, better have my money. I mean, which one is we talking about? Well, one of the things is uh, I feel like uh, with most relationships, like um, people have all this advice, and we right are kind of like pushed mm-hmm. into a couple of like binary paths that people mm-hmm. have for everyone. But I always say like. I don't do relationship like relationship advice. I know a lot of podcasts have people write in about. I don't really do it because it's I, different for everybody. I've seen everything work, everything. And, I, and I've seen everything fail. And I think Me if you too. if you're observant, you kind of can see like patterns and shit. But like you don't fucking know. You know, like the worst is um if you have a friend that asks for relationship advice, and then that shit doesn't like like that they don't take your advice. And it's just like I just listened to you talk for forever, and you were gonna do whatever right. the fuck you wanted to do. Don't waste my time. And and I honestly don't know what the fuck I'm talking about all the time. Like I remember I had um a friend uh, Rashida. Come on. We were in um I think we were beginning college, and uh, she she said one of the deepest fucking things ever. But it's from like the mouth of babes because we were both like very young and didn't know what we were talking about. But she was like uh I was like why do you even fuck with this dude? Because it sounds like you don't like nothing about this nigga, and all you do is tell me that he's fucked up she's like because i love him and i was like yeah but why like what is it and she was like i said and how can you ever know that you love somebody we're fucking 17 and she was like Mm. i love him for what i know love to be right now and i was like uh that is the stupidest shit i've ever heard in my life you don't know what love is like da 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 and now i'm like 40 i'm like that's the smartest fucking thing anyone's ever said it was very yeah yeah because your your definition of love changes as you change and you evolve and you grow and like you just don't know you just you literally don't fucking know so like 
on paper you could tell somebody yeah we like that story if i wrote it on paper and was like this is how they met people would be like oh and then he cheated on her or then oh so then what happened now he got some secret family or something it's like oh uh, no nah. then they stayed together and they was married and they had kids right oh <laughs> right. right yeah like i'll say this i have an older sister she is a doctor she met her husband in medical school so he's a doctor and it was very like huxtable traditional style church the whole thing yeah full-on mm. church wedding you know all of that and after almost 20 years they got divorced Ooh, it was bad after Ooh. three kids and it was you know it was like some heavy drama a little bit and not like just somebody cheated you know but right. more like internal drama that right. people don't work through before they partner up and Correct. build a life. So once I saw that, once I saw that kind of crash and burn and I literally never imagined, I was like, okay, nobody tell me nothing. Right. I was like, my like wham, bam, thrown together. I was like, shit, we might be the ones that outlast them all. I think we're going to make it. At the very least, <laughs> we're trying to be completely honest with each other because mm-hmm. that was the only way you could really start if you are right. already pregnant. Yeah, kind of building the relationship and cheating, like you know, what I'm saying, that. like when you meet cheating, when you meet cheating, <laughs> right. you're like, let's just level set, let's just level right. set. We can't lie to each other. Yeah, like. lie to other folks, or like we got a secret. We not, you know. So I think that that kind of base level and not really following anyone else's expectations of how the relationship needed to go or to right. start, we had already blown all that wide open. So it was just like, well, as long as we're true to each other and we're honest with each other, then we might just figure it out. Yeah. And also, yeah. relationships. And when you need to sleep in, go ahead. Go, uh, go, you, you go first. I was just saying. Also, when you um like sometimes, and when you need to sleep in separate bedrooms, or you need to not talk for three weeks or something like that, you just need to do that. That's what you need yeah. to do for your marriage. You yeah. just need to just go ahead and give yourself that space. I was gonna say that too. Like uh, I remember when um it was uh people talk. They were writing to talk about weddings because me and Karen we didn't have a wedding. And do, dudes yep. will write in there be like, man, how'd you do that, dog? Mm-mm. What you, what you say to her to get her to not, da, da. I said, um, I met a woman that didn't give a fuck about having a wedding. No. That was pretty much mm-hmm. it. Cause if she would have been mm-hmm. like, I'm having a wedding and it's gonna be fucking doves flying out of a cake or some <laughs> shit, then that's what it would have been too. Like, you do what the fuck you gotta do for your relationship. I can't tell you what to do for, your relationship. I don't know that woman or that person that you're Word. dealing with. So I think a lot of times, um, I would, like I'll say like love only loves itself. Like Correct. there's no like there's no right or mm. wrong. There's no right or wrong to when you're in the relationship. Outside people judge shit all the time. Like right. oh, so y'all got these gender roles, da da I'm like, well that's their house. Maybe they fuck with that. I can't tell them not to fuck with that because I read a book. Like, what the fuck does that matter? So I think, I think I think a lot of people, you know, get off on the judgment, but they don't actually, you know, it's almost impossible to live that shit. Right. And also, I think with me and Roderick, we got a really, really young and broke, mm. you know, versus mm. getting mm. up with somebody mm. later in life. And something I realized when people get together later in life, they substitute time with money. Mm-hmm. because mm. you know you've lived a lot of your life without me i came into your life later in life so to make up for this time that i wasn't there i substituted with money that's why it's why weddings mm. cost so much it's right. why that's why we get really gaga over how much a fucking mm. engagement ring costs like right because because mm. obviously if i met you two years ago and now i'm like i want to spend the rest of my life with you the only way i can really show that i'm committed that i believe that shit is with six months salary or some wild shit like that uh because once you're older it's a little bit different but also a lot of people start off young and broke and just go into more debt 
so we still could have probably financed a wedding we just would have been broke even longer than we was broke yeah 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 a lot of people do that okay yeah and that makes a difference yeah i couldn't see it yeah because i think with us like i said we're very non-traditional i was very realistic you know because Mm -hmm. i'm working he's working you know i'm not making i was waitressing i'm not making a lot of money uh we mm. actually tried to get married but they was like we went to the to the courthouse they was like you know you gotta have witnesses right we were you know we young we was like what you mean somebody else got to be here ain't you a witness they was like nah we can't be the witness <laughs> you actually need witnesses and they can't be the two people behind you trying to get married like you got to go get somebody you know and bring them here yeah they had but, already thought of that right so that's the only reason why i think his parents was there my mama was there nobody else was there and, and then uh, we went out to mccormick and smith we, yeah went out to mccormick and smith and we were already living yes. together mm. and then uh we went home and went on about our business uh my co-workers everybody found out i got married the next day i came and i had a wedding ring i didn't say anything it was like you got married i said yeah they say why didn't you tell nobody i said look i got bills and bills don't stop yeah. <laughs> is you gonna pay for the wedding yeah. if not i don't want to hear nothing the you same, got to say the same thing happened with my co-workers and they got mad at me but i was right. like i don't even fucking know y'all like i've only been here like a year what y'all think i was gonna get invited like calm down they was like how dare you come up in here already married you weren't gonna tell nobody i was like we not friends y'all just work here and then they took up some money and bought me a vacuum cleaner and i felt kind of <laughs> bad but but you know what that's really real because really the marriage part the ceremony is that's the legal contract part of the marriage right and for us we i think i was pregnant and we had like a domestic partnership i was like okay it's cool like i really don't know where this is going let's kind of pace it out but then it was so much hassle with insurance yes in order for me and the baby to be covered on his insurance he finally got a good job i was like thank you lord you're not gonna be on the street but it was like the amount of paperwork was double. Right. It was like, you have to prove you're the father of the baby. I was like, mm-hmm. what? We can't just like sign it and say no, he's man. the father. Like we, mm-hmm. no, it was like additional fees. Right. To say I'm the father. And I was like, really though? Like hundreds of dollars? That right. seems yes, like cost prohibitive. And it was way cheaper and easier to just be married. Then it was like, boom, she covered. Wow. I, so we was like, so literally I got a text. He was like, you want to just get married like next week? I was like, shit, let's do it. So made the appointment Romance. at the courthouse and <laughs> I had a friend visiting from Chicago. She was staying here trying to move to LA. It was chaos. She was like spiraling actually. But we were like, hey, you got to be our uh, witness. And her and the baby were witnesses. Oh, the baby can be a witness? Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, know, I, I know. I don't know. Just technically, he was there. No, wasn't it Julie? Julie was there. No, Kiara was there. It's Kiara. Okay. And then, and then we went and had sushi. And then we had sushi. Right. That's right. It was at the Justice of the Peace. And the Justice of the Peace, it was a woman. And she was way too, like, nosy. And she was, like, giving us advice. It was, like, not requested advice and not in the script. <laughs> and it was just like, I was like, I'm not sure. Are we married yet? Can She just kept telling stuff like, and you know, the next thing you got to think about she was and like is you know you gotta retire one day so you should have a four week. i was like what is this normal for everything i I like that i like that uh y'all they just uh just texted yeah i wish i had kept (laughs) he just he just texted that jagged edge uh playlist over to her like listen (laughs) that's 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 what it sounded like when she opened up the phone she was like now first of all (laughs) oh man (laughs) 
know right first of all right yes <laughs> oh man yo don't get it started man we, what 90s jams is our shit man oh, we've been yeah. the kids can't stand us because if a 90s if a 90s jag come on the radio oh we all in it it's just hey listen kids you about to learn today yeah i was thinking so we, nasty. i think we talked about that the other day on the show but i was like yo that means we're officially old enough where I've been telling you kids are growing up hating our jams now. Correct. Like, cause I, I like that's why I don't hate on that stuff. Yeah, Correct. we don't have we don't have kids, so you know some of these revelations come to me late because I I never think of. I'm like, yo, it's a kid that hears like, well, first of all, and goes, fuck, we got to clean up. Right, right. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. oh, I don't feel like cutting the fucking grass today, mama. I'm gonna be washing oh. dishes all day. Oh goddamn day, oh. mama, not Beyonce, no. Right. They just hit an opening. Oh my god. They hit an opening notes to uh to uh knocking the boots and shit. Just I know. They, they hit right. that, that 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 yell. Right, SWV and Jodeci is like listen, listen, listen. Hey, look, and look, and if we in a special mood, it might be a neo soul. Even it might be a neo soul Sunday. <laughs> then they know it all day. It's right. All- <laughs> they just wake up and hear they had a live version of tyrone in the background i know like, oh. be like is this the motherfucking ropes oh right that's yeah so they <laughs> they hate our jams now that's crazy right. and, and like i said and i'm content with that you know i know i mm-hmm. pick on they little young young gangsters whatever the young people is young I, yeah i wish they would quit them youngs because some of them niggas old Mm, okay yes in the lils i'm tired of the youngs in the lils oh, all this yeah. it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just poor planning really there's no way to grow in that that name you know what i'm saying it's I just not be 40 talking about little yeah it just don't mean like how the fuck little wayne feel now i mean you know i know i'm old when i say that my favorite thing is that they take off lil later on right and i'm like i'm still not calling you that oh you know, oh, yeah, like Bow Wow. I yeah, Bow Wow still seems very uh, young and juvenile. Like what? Yeah, Bow Wow, Bow Wow, Paw Patrol. Like, no, like no, actually, no, now no, it's uh, it's Wheezy F Baby. I'm like, nope, Lil Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> that was a decision that you had to stick with for the rest of your Forever. life. Forever. Yeah, Wheezy. Um, it could be worse though. It could be like a uh, little uh, Big Sean. Like big, he calls himself Big Sean, but <laughs> Big Sean, the little dude. He the littlest dude I ever seen. I can deal with that. I don't know why I can deal with that. Mm, all right. Um, yeah, that one doesn't bother me as much. Yeah, it's aspirational. So it's it's aspirational. Tiny, so. I can deal. I can deal with aspirational. Right. Well, listen, guys. <laughs> we've been we've been having fun, but I do need to introduce the show. Um, this, <laughs> oh goodness, yes. This happens. All right. Yeah, this happens sometimes. Lord have mercy. We get into we get into a little conversation and forget. Uh, so yeah, this is the blackout tips. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic. Uh, leave us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, and we'll read them on the show as long as they're nice. The official weapon of the show is... The taser. And the unofficial sport... It's Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. And today's podcast is brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions. We have a couple audio albums. We do. Where we did a bunch of, like, silly audio plays and some so dramatic and stuff. So much fun. And um, you can find them. Uh, you can find it on, on Apple Music. You can find them on Spotify, Tidal, Amazon Music. Just search the best of Rod and Karen, or you can also search um, Sunspot and Other Ratchetness, which mm-hmm. is the name of the other album. Um, and we're always recording with them, and I know new stuff. We've been saying new stuff's coming out for a while, but, but it, it, it really literally, is. like, when y'all hear all the shit we recorded, y'all gonna be like, for real? Yeah, um, us and some of your other favorite, Nick Jew and yeah. Chris got an album coming out. It's getting ready to be fun. So catch up on that if you get a chance. Um, let's get into the news, guys, okay? Uh, first of all, I got to start with some sad news. Uh-oh, what happened? The actor Reggie, mm. Reggie E. Kathy, he passed mm. away. Uh, he's Aww. best known for House of Cards, 
or if you're like me best known for dirty d and pootie tang yes pootie tang <laughs> that was my nigga dirty d in the gang yeah he died at 59 from like lung cancer or something oh yeah. wow. but uh yeah he's he was best on the wire in- yep he was on the wire he's best known for just that deep voice of his um so yeah man sad day man rest in peace reggie kathy mm-hmm. um yep so uh let's see what other news we got here um all kinds of stuff is still happening in the world um speaking of rihanna mm-hmm. chris brown apparently thought it'd be a good idea to propose a tour with uh beyonce him bruno mars and rihanna Mm-mm. what i object which one of these is not like the other wow he's like let me take the three biggest <laughs> names successful stars in music right now and attach myself mm-hmm. and try let, and get some of that shine let me pick two out of three women i have not abused physically <laughs> and <laughs> see if we could <laughs> make some but also like bruno just went on them grammys like bruno ain't gonna be on nobody else's yeah, man, oh, but I feel like well, that's not we're how on works. a whole nother level. This nigga is making Quincy Jones approved music, okay? Mm-hmm. There's no way that he is going to do a tour with Chris Brown. That's all I'm saying. And apparently it's only three niggas on the earth making Quincy Jones approved music right now. So, like, oh. that's, <laughs> a, that's a, that's a, they're still living. That's a hell of an honor. My man Quincy Jones told everybody business, man. I, my favorite thing though about that whole oh interview, God. cause I, I, I read it again after we did it on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite thing about that interview is <laughs> he talked all that shit. And when they brought up Bill Cosby, that's the only thing he was like, nah, let's no, talk, let's talk about something else. That. <laughs> that's the only thing he was like, like, I'm old and black, but I ain't crazy. Like, Let me yet. wait till this nigga die. I, if he died before me, I yeah. got y'all. <laughs> that's that old black man loyalty that's that old black man club like no no i read that vulture interview and then i had to go back and read the guardian interview because the two of them together i mean mm-hmm. it's it's they're similar but again you know he'll have that moment where he'll just like say something kind of off the off the wall you're like what is that yes. so to get the full context you got to read both because mm-hmm. he drops a little something on the first one and then he drops a little something again and then it just it just and then like, up the whole story and then he'll ask you a stupid ass question too (laughs) like that was the part that get me because he'll just be like uh yeah well you know um that's because 9-11 was an inside job uh you a pisces yeah like what (laughs) what what the fuck are you talking about man you can't say that and move on (laughs) what he said he said he said you like brazilian music right yeah yeah he like i've I've been on enough interviews i'm gonna turn this on you right that's crazy oh my god be like you know solange is actually beyonce's baby that's not her that's not her (laughs) anyway you into uh you into uh applebee's you ever eat there like no man you can't just (laughs) can't change the topic finish that thought no we need to move on i said too much i said too much you know we can't talk about that in public yeah right are we already didn't you just already talk about it right i mean what's happening here you scared they're gonna shoot you what's happening yeah i'm I'm scared it was a master class it was a master class and kind of like drop drop the little bomb and just slide and walk right on over it it, that's right that's right lethal lethal accuracy um I love I love the fact I love how niggas I love how niggas lost their mind because at the idea the bare mention that Richard Pryor might have slept with Marlon Brando because I was like Richard Pryor literally set himself on cocaine fire I'm like 
how is anything that we hear about any revelation that we hear about Richard Pryor ever going to top the fact that he set himself on fire? Yeah, you know, man. Like, I don't know. He's talking to me. He's talked about sucking dick Hello, before. He, he's talked about sucking dick before. Right. And he's like, what yes. The, what the right. fuck? On what, stage. Yeah. Right. Like, what did y'all think he meant? Some other shit? Right. <laughs> right. Like, like I, I, everything else is based on his real life. But all of a sudden he just made that joke. Yeah. Right. yeah that just go to show you how, how much black people will like the games will go to like accept, uh, mm. LGBTQ people and not accept them at the same time. Like right. we want all of the talent, all of the talent and the fashion and the style and all of the good shit and the choir directors and all of that stuff. But it's like, Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Are you, are you sucking dick? It's that, like, it's, it's <laughs> that, um, it's that box too, because like we don't want people to break out of the fragile masculinity, like hyper masculine box. Like we hate, like, we'll be like we need to get out of this we need the world to stop viewing us as this we need to stop being looked at as animals stop incarcerating us da, da, da. then somebody's like yeah you know what matter of fact i've sucked a few dicks whoa 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 buddy <laughs> what we don't need <laughs> oh your horses <laughs> like, that's, that's too far even though he had a joke that you could fuck a radiator turn around and give it flowers in the morning but yet we got a problem with this yeah i guess the only question for me is was he fucking fine Marlon Brando or was he fucking fat Marlon Brando that had like let <laughs> himself oh, see, go everybody was fucking fine Marlon Brando cause I feel like fine, fine yeah Marlon. I feel like fine Marlon Brando was, was just he was fucking all of Hollywood come on so I don't yeah, know yeah. 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 I, yeah, I mean, I would fuck fine Marlon Brando yeah. um, <laughs> but like I think Bear I think Bear Marlon Brando was also very attractive too. I like mm. the Godfather brand. That could be, you know, right? But he wasn't snuggly. like that. And yeah. what was that island of Doctor Moreau? That was like what late nineties. Yeah, that was. Uh, that's, like when he, that's when it was a wrap. The past, so yeah, he was cool up until like eighty five. Yes, know? okay. Mm-hmm. There was still a lot of okay. Yeah, you crazy? You wouldn't fuck by Marlon Brando? Y'all just lying to yourselves. Come on, y'all, y'all asses off. Yeah, this nigga was out here. I feel like Marlon Brando was just out here. Like, I mean, why not fuck? What else is it to do? Yeah, you know, that's Superman, Daddy. You out your mind. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, oh, go ahead, Karen. I know you're talking about fine Marlon Brando, him, and I know it's a fake, but that picture of Obama going around all grayed up. With the beard. Oh, with the beard. Yes. With the beard. Oh, yes. oh. I know it's, you know, oh, it's, it's not real, y'all. At least I'm hearing it's not real, but I was That's looking okay, like, I feel like to make things even, I feel like God made it so that, um, Obama can't his beard don't connect. You know what I mean? <laughs> like just to keep he it. Putting, he will be he would literally be putting everybody to shame. Like we gotta have some level of playing field out here that just keeps the rest of us involved in the world and this nigga beard connected, I feel like that'll be too much of everything. Like see, this, <laughs> see now you're getting in my secret shame. See I can't I can't I can't connect up. This is this is as much as hair. But look at your hair. My, look I, at your I, hair though. This I, how this how we keep I you know. humble. Look at his hair, y'all. Right. His hair down his damn like up, chest. Yeah. Like some something got to keep people humble, man. You know what I'm saying? I can't grow, <laughs> I can't grow hair on my top of my head, but my beard is is immaculate. You know what I'm saying? So it's just something got to. It is. You know, we got enough ego as it men is. anyway. You fuck around, let a man have everything. They just gonna be out here like just and, dogging people out. And you know what? On the low, when men uh grow like beard hair or hair hair as much as a lot of men criticize like they women for all these fucking hair products men have to get hair products too on the low mm. and so i come to find out they say a lot of men will actually start using and their women's product until they get mad and be like nigga buy your own shit mm-hmm. 
and then they will uh, be oh, like, yeah. okay, let me buy my own body butters and whipped cream and whatever yeah, that's else. That's what I do. You know, so that mm-hmm. I can yep. smell good too. Yeah. Because y'all hair just Bad. like ours. 1000%. I still, I still, I didn't even really know what shea butter was until I, until I met my wife. Let me be real with you. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I knew what it was, but it was just something that was in the store. And then when I came, I started smelling and putting it in my hair. I was like, this is delicious. You could just like, <laughs> you could almost eat this. You can. Yeah, now, just- uh, and now, yeah. Oh it's yeah, just, it's just I'm, pay, I'm all up on that. It's honestly just payback for all the mm-hmm. hoodies that y'all have of ours and t-shirts. So it's just, it's just us getting getting back even. It's like, oh, you gonna take my hoodie? Well, I'm gonna take a little bit of this shea butter and put it on my beard. That's right. Oh, I'm not mad because you know when I rub my finger through your beard, I want to be, you know, I want to have a full stroke and not get caught because you mm. know my hair, my hair tangles. We both got four C hair, right. so I understand even though it's on your face, it's still four C. Mm-hmm. That's true. I had to, my uncle, yeah, I know. Karen, my I love your hair right now. My uncle, you got bantu, you got bantu knots right now. Mm-hmm. It looks very nice. My uncle yeah. was like, uh, "How you get your beard like that, nephew?" I was like, "It's actually a lot more work than I really feel like." talking about <laughs> right a lot of people realize y'all can get dandruff like you have to wash it like it's yeah. a lot of maintenance that goes behind women hair dudes yeah. be like uh i can't just ride out that no because it, it'll look it'll mat down like well the first time i just was like on some spartan shit because i lost my job i was trying to get the podcast mm. up and running full time right. i really didn't have time to fuck around like like i didn't know if i was gonna if we was gonna be eating or if i was gonna need to be like an unemployment i didn't know what was gonna happen right so it was just like a hustle beer like that's actually what my boy uh <laughs> my boy my boy you just working you was like fucking i ain't got time to shave and while i was at the basketball court my boy ty uh my boy ty told me that he was like uh hey man um what's up what's up with the beard man i was like man just just you know just growing it out he was like yeah, I could tell, man, because a black man grow a beard like that. That means you just hustling. I was like, yep, that's all I've been doing. I was like, I'm, I'm literally thinking about what I'm going to do as soon as I leave here, dude. Like, I don't have time. But but the second time, I shaved it down, and then I started, like, combing it out in the shower and mm-hmm. putting all this shit on it in the shower. And then yeah. you got to put all this stuff when you get out. Like, Correct. I, like, but that the first time, though, this shit was like, I combed it out. I tried to comb it out. I couldn't even come it out. Like nope. it was that crazy. And then like right. it was getting so long. I was like, what the fuck? Like how much how long is this shit? <laughs> so I was like, never again. But yeah, it's it's I'm a lot jealous. of work. I, I'm I'm jealous because now how will anybody know that I've changed gods? You know what I'm saying? Because you either get a beard when you The hustle beard is real. It's like you, yeah, either it's the hustle or you found you found Allah or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like one of them two situations generally when you show up with that beer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Rod don't drink no more. He good. You right. Know, he good. He, he, he gave up now. everything. He got sandals and everything. Shit, I didn't know what was happening with that nigga. <laughs> um, money. Speaking of relationships, money can actually buy you love. A survey finds. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Uh, e yeah. Harmony reports that uh, rich couples apparently are strolling hand in hand into valentine's day the dating site having gotten their low down on love about 2,000 everyday americans in long-term relationships determined 64 percent of them are happy uh with their spousal setup the post reports but for those whose household income is greater than two hundred thousand dollars happy gets elevated to completely in love 71 percent of the time oh in love with that money right in love with each other Uh, i can see that yeah i can see that 
I think it's easier to huh. be in love when you got money. I I think it it's, is. I think it's why um you know how you'll see like in Hollywood that like this actor is working with this actress mm-hmm. on this project and then, and then all of a sudden it's like they got a relationship mm-hmm. and then and now they've been dating and I'm like yeah because you're at a event that you get craft service you have your own trailer right you're, you're in you're in France you, someone's paying for your hotel room right you can visit all these scenic locales someone has your wardrobe picked out for you right. like everything like how could you, you not fall her. in love you literally have nothing yeah. to not like about this person and then you know once you're off the set and life starts happening and shit it's like yo i i think angela jolie is crazy and it's way mm. too late in the game after that you know mm. well not to be cynical but you know bukowski said that you don't really need love you just need success and love is a form of that mm. so it, in a way it's like if you if you if you married and you if you're rich you don't even need your partner that much you know mm. what i'm saying it's like you can just be with them when you want to be with them for the things that you enjoy about them and then the rest of the time you got that money to make anything else happen so yeah i'm gonna go ahead and say yeah i'm I'm gonna say that rich rich sounds happier to me i mean when we first met we was i was dead broke i had a job making ten dollars an hour Mm. if that right not even that i was dead broke i had no job come to think of it Mm. um so she invested at rock bottom and i got a job making still regret it no you don't i love you baby your return was so good it was a good investment she made and um he's the bitcoin when I was making, of love and y'all say it's the bitcoin of love <laughs> she gets a return back when, she, <laughs> when i was making ten dollars an hour you know what i'm saying it was mm-hmm. like we was in love i mean it was it was the, it was passion right but when i told her i i told her i got my first job making like 50k or something like that with benefits and all that shit lord she cried on the phone mm-hmm. well i was pregnant <laughs> I was like, what, I mean, like, what I do you, you expect I do, but i was like six seven months pregnant mm. i cried out of sheer relief she cried mm. on the phone that i was like <laughs> i i mean thank god wick is there if you need it right but i was like i really don't really want to add that on to like my list of things to keep track of is going down to some <clears throat> county office yeah, to them. get food yeah, so come on now, how, how yeah, long cry. how long and how hard does did melissa have to cry before it becomes embarrassing though Cause like, cause at first it's like, first it's like relief, but then if she like keep crying, then it's almost like, damn, you really didn't think, you really didn't think this ever gonna happen, huh? I guess I just ain't shit. By then I had told my mama what was up, but she was like, "Mm, what is the plan? I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm gonna lie to you. Up until the point I got a job, I was like, damn, I really ain't shit, am I? I mean, like, I'm like, I can't. I mean, everybody was like, Melissa, what the? I was like, she'd have messed up. She'd have messed up. She got pregnant by the wrong dude. What was she thinking? Right. (laughs) (laughs) My girlfriends were like, okay, we'll move in and help pay the rent. I was like, yes, please. He was, (laughs) and Yazzie was looking in the mirror like, am I the wrong nigga? I think I might be. I, I thought I was somebody. Apparently, I ain't nobody. I am, am dangerous. Shit! What is? Well, how did I she want me? me? <laughs> I'm dangerously close to the dark skinned dude in the Tyler Perry movie. I, Listen, yo, look, it's like in the '70s. You know, in the '70s, that trope about the daddy um who couldn't afford nothing, so he just disappeared, go get cigarettes and disappear. I'm yes. like, I understood that nigga. You just Listen. be like, you be like, maybe they'd be better off if I just take my bad ass luck somewhere else or something. Yo, man. my oh my, my mom is 70 now, but my Jamaican mom was calling him that guy mm. for months. That mm. guy? And my sister was like, my sister was like, well, he does have a name, and I think since they have, they're about to have a kid, maybe we should use it. Mm. Oh, maybe we can use it! Mm, I like, uh, Now she loves me. Now she loves me. I she take, does. I take her to, she does. I drive her around, and she, every time she come and ask, she wants to hug me. Come here, give me a hug! <laughs> 
Cause she will leave without a goodbye hug. Cause she will relieve too. She will relieve too. She she cried too. I'm sure. She was like, I'm so happy, so happy to be wrong about this nigga. So happy. And and I know about (laughs) that that job upgrade. I know about that. When you go from making two thirteen an hour to a corporate job with benefits and shit, you're like, let's do something. You don't even be knowing they could treat you that good until you get the job. Because right, like. The, like as much as i think corporate america can suck because it can it, yes it especially can. for black people mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like all them other jobs suck too <laughs> like it's not like they suck like, worse yes, yes. yes. so throw some ppo insurance on that mug you're like okay i can right this. that's you, well, right that's, I remember, that's why i feel bad i feel yeah. i work in advertising and uh i work with a bunch of kids that go to college and then they come out of college and they get their first job right out of college right. and that's the only thing all they ever did was go to school and now they got a corporate job mm-hmm. and these mother these ungrateful motherfuckers don't have respect for shit yeah me i'm constant i'm like if they bring us free food i'm like god damn well, they, you know what i'm saying come on. <laughs> we get a day Whenever, I, whenever I have a day off and I still get paid, I'm like, God damn! I'm like, all this shit still matters to me. It right. still feels good, you know. And yeah, these I, motherfuckers, they don't even care. They I just think, be mad they don't get a, a raise every year. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I think you that got was, a job every year. I think that was why, um, for a long time in corporate America, I never even thought about like asking for a raise and shit because I was just like, nigga, we got bagels though bagels, <laughs> you know, <laughs> with cream cheese. Like, I mean, I mean, you come in going, hold on, hold on, hold on. If I give you up to 4% of my salary, you'll give me free money to match it? What the fuck is this? Yeah, like I just felt, like I was yes. just, I just felt so much more, uh, like I was almost stealing, even though I was obviously earning my keep, but it just for, it took me a long time to balance out, but that's cause I've been treated like shit and other jobs, mm-hmm. you know, when I had, mm-hmm. uh, when I worked in fast food, when I was a waiter, like you just get used to getting treated like shit. So someone just treats you like, I don't know the lowest bar of human decency and I'm just like oh my god I love this job this is the greatest thing ever so I can take like That's a so full weird. lunch break and go somewhere and come back yeah why not it's an hour what like I was just so excited so. Be like, I can leave yes. the property I ain't got to bring my lunch well I get an hour and not 30 minutes right yo yeah. yes yeah. absolutely yeah. I mean look I mean look, it, 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 I'm all I'm saying all I'm saying all jobs suck I hate my I hate my job as much as the next person and everything like that it's just if you're gonna be in hell you want to at least have access to a water cooler that's all I'm saying come on let me let me go over here lunch Yes. and like when he worked the places that everyone started drinking beer on friday at like oh we get lit advertising we get lit so much beer in the fridge oh we get lit break room that's right and you can start drinking that's right wait what kind of advertising is wonderful because they'll kill your spirit and your soul and they'll talk to you like anything and they'll treat you like a like a like a little like a little bug you know shit Mm. but but then in exchange you, you get a lot of drugs and alcohol Yo, you know what's wild about what's wild about advertising is like um did y'all ever watch mad men at all oh yeah okay i watched mad men um like that show is so dramatic it's so intense every week is like you know are you gonna fucking be able to make it or not and then i finished the whole series and i was like yo that was just advertising these niggas didn't even like (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) But like it's one of the most serious dramatic shows on T in history. Like, like it's really like the pathos, depression, like affairs, like it's all this shit. But it's all like high society bullshit at the same time. I'm like, yo, I really obsessed over whether this nigga could come up with the perfect logo for Coca Cola or not. 
that was you know what i'm saying that was like a huge or arc of the four or the last season was just like is this nigga gonna be able to come up with a coca-cola slogan i'm just like yo i watched like the wire and like niggas was dying i watched like fucking uh you know breaking bad people so getting real. killed so you know what i'm saying there's all these shows i watch where i'm like you know i'm watching the shot now I'm like yo i hope this nigga don't get shot by a straight bullet walking home and i was actually like yo man i just need don draper to like talk to his daughter a little bit you know figure that yo. out yeah it's crazy testimony man. testimony to that yeah. writing testimony to that writing that's what that shit was so, testimony but is to the, that writing but is the game like that still like they be talking to you like crazy and acting like it's that serious oh, yeah wow absolutely absolutely no every 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 agency in the world like we have we'll have 15 minute conversations about whether to use the word and or 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 whether a shade of blue communicates this particular feeling or vibe right. you know what I'm saying or vibration or who would be offended by i mean like when you think about how easily people are offended in the twitter age yeah. you know what i'm saying like these conversations get beat up within an inch of their life so like when something crazy and egregious happens like when h&m comes out with like a mm-hmm. coolest monkey in the jungle shirt or whatever when i see shit like that i'm like no fucking way (laughs) everybody everyone gets fired you know what i mean like that's like so many people yeah so many people put their put their hands on that decision you have nobody nobody makes a a radical decision like that by themselves whatever so yeah it's like it's a lot of it's a lot of pressure a lot of stress and because nobody proves that nobody can prove that advertising actually works you see all these commercials and shit but like and they like just because you see a car commercial, you go out and go buy a car, or whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's really no, there's no proof that it works. So it's like people are very insecure about it. So to, and when you when you compensate for insecurity, you compensate with ego and arrogance and like I'm Don Draper and I know everything and all this kind of stuff. So you work with a lot of big egos, people that that didn't make it in Hollywood, people that didn't you know I'm... quite good as far as they wanted to get, but they're still creative. And I'm a producer, so my job is to make shit happen for people who think of the ideas, whatever. So sometimes you can get the feeling that you're being treated like shit a little bit, a little tiny bit, but everybody's treated like shit, so everybody takes it. That's the other thing too is um I was thinking about that as well with the whole like um you know whether because one we don't know if advertising works necessarily right. for some for certain for big shit right, right. sometimes for little shit right. you do know like you like oh if i hadn't seen that ad nobody even knew about this before this ad but like mm-hmm. for like coca-cola right. or mcdonald's like is they, am i gonna forget it's a mcdonald's if i don't right. see a commercial I mean, like there's one outside my house what are right. you talking about here it's like, three of them right it's three of right. them down the street what am i doing but yeah. one of the yeah, exactly. one of the things like with the h&m shit like sometimes i hear people kind of have i don't want to call it conspiracy theories because that's probably too big of a word but like i don't know they feel like the companies are making mistakes on purpose so that they can Mm-mm. get the viral marketing oh, they don't want to lose money that people mad sense. on twitter but i was like i don't think they employ all them fucking people to to make that mistake like because that would imply that there is yeah. one person out there that's like listen guys i know what you're thinking everyone in this room we paid you a lot of money to say don't let us do anything stupid but i'm gonna do something really stupid <laughs> and i think and i think it's gonna actually work out like h&m had to close stores motherfucking right. like motherfuckers rioted in in south of africa so, and shit didn't like still shit it was like we gonna mm-hmm. fuck didn't even steal yeah just fuck they shit up so i don't think there's like a not at least most of the time i don't think there's like a person somewhere going like hey man let's just piss off black twitter i really don't think it's that simple nope it's never it's never that it's never that in fact in fact the the sad fact of it is is that most of the time those decisions are made by somebody who wants to reach out to black people right who thinks that like who thinks that this shit is going to hit like the like the kylie jenner was that the pepsi commercial yeah like like whoever like whoever wrote that it was a group of the of the smartest 
best educated, most well-meaning white people and some black people there too. You know right. what I'm saying? Everybody thought that shit was going to be dope. They right. thought you were going to love it. Yeah. Cause like also the black people they hired are going to be like they type of nigga. Right. Like they're not hiring they the not, They're not hiring the person that was like, y'all do know this shit. Hey, like I'm the representative got, from Black Twitter and I'm telling you right now that that shit ain't gonna fly. They ain't had that nigga in there. Yeah, if you got a hundred thousand followers and Black Lives Matter in your bio, they not hiring you for H&M's ad campaign. Like, so the only, the kind of nigga that's, it's gonna be like Sage still. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> I think both, I think both sides need to talk about it to be honest. It's like that type of shit and then you end up with those campaigns um yeah that's right speaking of which guys let's get into our segments mm. okay let me see if there's any more news to cover before we can do that um oh one more story okay a televangelist said uh he has some advice for the flu season inoculate yourself with the word of god hmm mm-hmm. excuse me i'm sorry i didn't quite follow he had a yeah he uh what was so, the advice? so there's um flu season's going around it's actually uh um, it's actually real bad it's killing like four thousand people a week uh they're yeah, gonna fuck around died here in california oh yeah right. I'm, I'm, I'm i'm hype on that you know mm-hmm. what i think they're gonna fuck around and be like y'all know what y'all didn't get the flu y'all got something else because i know niggas get flu all the time and motherfuckers ain't dying like this well uh the flu is very nasty um at least 53 children across the country have died uh from a nasty flu outbreak it's already one of the worst on mm-hmm. record even though the season typically peaks in february um but texas televangelist gloria copeland thinks there's nothing to worry about in fact the minister who advised president trump's campaign says that she doesn't believe that there's a such thing as flu season we got a duck season a deer season but we don't have a flu season she said in a video posted on facebook Mm -hmm. and don't receive it when someone threatens you with it everyone's getting the flu her remarks came as physicians insist that people get flu shots and 80 percent of the children who died did not have a flu shot the flu vaccine does not guarantee against the illness but experts say the data suggests the, the vaccinations make the flu milder they've been talk. you have dumb people get on my nerves dumb dumb people get on my nerves well, it's no, a I lot mean, of i agree dumb. i'm like hey if you don't you want to just so believe tired. in the word of god and that's your defense against mm-hmm. the flu that's fine but don't like go on record and encourage other people who may have other you know physical health problems and put you, themselves at risk i mean and and i, I, I just tell people to wash their hands just i just wish i just wish the i just I, i'm not a religious person but i i do use the word god mm-hmm. but i wish that people that did were religious would just follow their thinking to its natural conclusion like if if you really i mean because what you're talking about is that you got powers you know what i'm saying like if what you're really talking about you know what i'm saying it's like you know, what you're saying is that whenever you if you think some shit hard enough that you have mind over physical reality like i'm not claiming that you can't threaten me with the flu like i'm not threatening you with the flu the flu is threatening you with the flu right. like i mean what do you you know so mm-hmm. that bothers me like this whole fight in the universe right now between logical thinking and scientific method and testing things and science and all this stuff that has given us 80 year lifespans and right. shooting up tesla rockets and, and i mean this like it's an amazing world to live in i'm i'm, I'm digging it you know right and then you you got these people crawling out of caves every once in a while to be like no come in here with this with these shadows and darkness and and bones and and sticks and shit and we'll just worship shadows i mean i'm like i i if you want to do that i actually i actually i'm gonna break with my wife but i'm gonna say please go do that 
in the most expeditious fashion somewhere remote and away from all the rest of us so you can go ahead and get your armageddon on as quickly as possible but but see the, i think it'd be great the thing about it and, and i think the thing that frustrates me dumb people like this affect the rest of us who actually want these you enjoy these 80 year lifespans mm-hmm. y'all are the ones that the chicken pops and the shingles gonna come back y'all are the ones the ebola violence gonna come back y'all are the one the shit gonna start with you my baby ain't gonna know what happened and next thing you know my baby catch it from you and my thing is so you mean to tell me that the flu can just come and just touch you because because the way she acting like the flu the virus isn't real mm-hmm. so when people start coughing and stuff yes. that shit ain't real but you know and i know it has to be insulting to doctors who literally dedicated their whole fucking life this ain't the first time we've had the flu season y'all like decades and centuries have been dedicated to this they're just saying this happens to be worse and you have people mm-hmm. who are in these powers of authority saying stupid shit to the masses and that's the part that's scary you're saying stupid shit to the masses and some of these people aren't intelligent enough to challenge and have critical thinking skills to think on their own they go to you for their logic and that's the scary part it's not flu season that's exactly so real. she so says real. it's not flu so season yes you heard it right the flu is not a season we have around here because jesus bore all our sickness on the cross this includes the flu if you're overcoming the flu right now listen in as gloria prays for you are you believing for a miracle in your health join us for miracles on the mountain february 16th through 17th with mm-hmm. healing evangelist billy burke mm-hmm. admission is free learn more register here kcm.org slash miracles blah 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 hashtag victory hashtag overcome hashtag flu hashtag flu shot hashtag flu season posted by kenneth copeland ministries hmm so come on in here. Wow. it was a promotion wow. everybody Everybody who doesn't believe in the flu shot, doesn't believe in flu season or the flu, let's all gather in a big public space and breathe together. Right. So you can make everybody else around here sick. Hey, yeah, you coughing up your lung. Bring your ass in here and cough on everybody in here and make them sick. I'm sorry. All of that just to promote her own, um, conference, her own thing. That's terrible. This is why, this is why stupidity takes care of itself. It really does. The only danger is staying out of the way. You just gotta stay out of the way. Stupid is gonna handle itself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All these people gonna die, uh, are gonna die of something that they have done to themselves in the long run. And I'm not saying that bad things don't happen to smart people, right. but at least smart people ain't, ain't they walking towards the cliff. That's all I'm saying. I don't feel like, like, like th- this is the thing, this is the thing about the flu, the flu shot that people keep telling you, right? They say, don't get the flu shot because you can still get sick or whatever. I mean, I get in my car every single day and my car tells me I gotta put my seatbelt on. I still might get in a car accident. I still right. might die, but I, I'm gonna take every precaution in order to be okay. And that means getting a flu shot when you live in a world with the flu. Yo, and like, yeah. it's also wild how like people that she's an evangelist that supports Trump, which means she supports all the hatred and shit that he's done. You know, she's advised his campaign. And then they'll also be like on the other side, like super hotel pro black niggas that'll be like, and don't, don't message. get that shot, boy. You get that flu shot. They're going to feminize mm. the black man. And I'm like, I'm like so or they're gonna prevent me from getting sick or like or like how's y'all crazy matching up you know what i mean like how does yes yo, how does Ooh. your crazy match they crazy y'all don't even fuck with each other like mm. that but y'all can agree mm. on so much shit that i'm just like it's scary to me anyway i got my flu shot last year uh as soon as my fucking um pharmacist was like you know we got the flu shot i was like i'll be right inside because fuck that <laughs> yes. like what's the worst thing that can happen i don't get the flu or i get the flu and it's not as bad or right. i get the flu like i was gonna get the flu like nigga i've had the flu before if you can tell me there's a magic bullet that gives me a 
I, if you told me you even gave me a 30 percent chance of not getting the flu i take it every fucking time yeah because i've had the flu you go from being i right to your energy level on zero you go from oh my gosh it takes all my fucking energy to breathe she like all- oh my god <laughs> yeah. she also bragged yes that her husband and her don't take prescription medicine because um god uh does everything so she doesn't need any prescription medicines mm, okay so high blood pressure high cholesterol none of that shit matters huh? nothing karen jesus got it all right let's get into our segments uh let's do a wow. little fucking with black wow. people hey. we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys it's time to play the game that we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game we go all around the globe we find different articles that make us feel fucked with and we assign point scores from zero to 100 in intervals of 25 today's contestants everybody everybody yay (laughs) let's see who's fucking with us today i know right um how about this old navy Mm-hmm. fires three iowa employees after a viral facebook post alleging racial profiling okay of who mm-hmm. of a black Karen. Mm-hmm. old navy has fired three employees involved in the incident that led a man to say he was racially profiled at the store's jordan creek location in iowa james conley the third 29 shared a series of videos on facebook yesterday i mean well tuesday showing a west des moines old navy employee accusing him of stealing a jacket sparking outrage the post and conley's reaction has been shared more than 148,000 times on facebook as of saturday evening mm. in a saturday post on the company's facebook page they the the store apologized to conley by name the situation was a violation of our policies and values and we apologize to both mr conley and those who were disappointed all of our customers deserve to be treated with respect conley interacted with several employees during the incident one was a store supervisor who checked the security camera footage to verify the jacket that he walked in which was old navy jacket mm-hmm. walking in the old navy they had to com- uh confirm that he actually owned that jacket when he walked in they thought he had shoplifted uh old navy jacket in the store <clears throat> according to the post three employees involved were fired after a thorough investigation after the post went viral tuesday uh the store was closed on wednesday gap inc which mm. owns old navy i didn't know gap owned old navy i think they bought it <coughs> they must have bought yeah and they own it. um banana republic too hmm. oh. okay oh. Just oh. Got a job. oh shit, oh, I did, shit. Not, did not mean for that somebody kind of. just got a job apparently <laughs> it must be an ad. all right anyway um, that's the see that's how whiteness work they fired him then they turn around and just got a job somewhere else yeah um (laughs) (laughs) at any rate uh gap says uh in this customer bill of rights published on gap inc that profile is an unacceptable practice and will not be tolerated oh navy restated the sentiment in their post saying they take the matter very serious blah 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 i don't believe you collie could not what hold up hold up karen you mean they don't take it very serious Mm mm-hmm uh, what, <laughs> why why you say that why, you, why would you say that they don't take racial profiling very serious at old navy because it shouldn't happen in the first fucking place mm, okay all right um i think if you employ whites in america in retail this is going to happen mm. i think your response mm. to it tells me if you take it serious or not you know now they fired all three of these motherfuckers no suspended with pay no uh we gonna we'll get back to you in six months they just said the next you know it hit the the shit went viral on tuesday and by saturday these motherfuckers ain't have a job 
i think that's about as serious as you can get as a re- as a retailer you have it in your code of conduct and all this shit but it's it's america some of these people ain't gonna do this shit correct and 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 Mm. i and i guess for me just my cynical thinking self how many people have y'all done this to that you were not on video that didn't have any evidence so this is a repeated pattern how many other people have Mm. you accused of this and so that's why i say you don't take because this right here is not the first time this is just the first time it went viral that you brought it to people's attention and the thing Mm. is me being black i don't i'm with a zero tolerance with this bullshit don't follow me you know don't accuse me of anything you know and i think because you black and you walk into a store a lot of black people do things that are habit that they don't realize is habit if i go into the grocery store and i have a pack of gum i put that gum in my purse and zip my purse up on purpose because i don't want you accusing me of fucking stealing it so what store would you Mm -hmm. say does take it serious then in america none of them so there's 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 no story. okay no no i just i just need i just need to i want to be clear because i don't think it's possible to i don't think it's possible to eradicate this Me so i so i i guess my choice of word i wouldn't say take seriously because you can take it seriously if you employ people in america this is still going to happen that's is unless right. unless robots take over and then robots will be programmed by people and it'll happen somehow some other way but anti-blackness is so pervasive um mm-hmm. and it's not like when you apply for the job the motherfuckers go well you know i love old navy i've bought things in here i can't wait to work here also happen to hate niggers so uh anyway when do i <laughs> yeah, start like yeah, and, and you're I- not gonna know until it happens <laughs> i think Correct. the seriousness of the response being yeah. we fired the motherfuckers is the closest you're gonna get to taking it serious i feel right. like i feel like not taking it serious would be like what um uh the the store that had the jay-z was um um oh that expensive store yeah, yeah. remember how when they started they was it was like until jay-z Barney's. said something then they did something Barney's. you know um with h&m when they first went like hey this ain't a problem i don't know why y'all tripping and then like fucking people started dropping them as sponsors and shit and they was like oh actually you know what uh we take it very serious i think this is about as serious as you can get out the gate. I don't. I don't know if I don't know what they can do better. I, I, guess. I, I think taking it seriously. I, go, go, go ahead. I'm sorry, sweetie. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to catch you off. Uh, I, I was just gonna say that I think. First of all, I think Rod. I think you're right. Unconscious bias is a motherfucker. We're all guilty of it. Like even if I was, even if you hire me to watch the store and I see three young black dudes come in with hoodies or whatever, I'm a profile them. I'm gonna be like, what the fuck are these? kids in here for you know i mean i mean we all make assumptions about people whether their age their race whatever that's just our unconscious unconscious bias in terms of their reaction to this firing the three people my only reason i may be a little bit cynical on this is because i just finished watching this documentary dirty money that's Mm -hmm. on netflix Mm -hmm. and they talk about the culture of corruption in some of these companies so for for a company like that it's very easy to fire three low-level people especially floor-level people and not change the culture and not Mm -hmm. have to change the culture so so you could like fire those three people and then write a memo internally that still says, All right, now we did we had to do optically, but keep an eye on these niggas. Mm. So I don't I don't really know it, it now I have to now what we have to do is we have to look for a pattern. You know, we have mm. to look for if this happens again, uh if it happens again, are they gonna fire these people or are they gonna look systemically inside their entire culture to to do training on unconscious bias? I mean they did it at my at my at my company. They everyone had to get everyone had to get trained on uh, the, being aware of our unconscious bias and, and strategies to to help make better decisions, uh, knowing the full context and shit like that. And know? I feel so, like it was, I don't know. I feel like even with that 
training still gonna happen correct so that's correct. why i was and like i don't know what the yeah. level for take it serious it e- i don't think it exists because people will always fuck up the the job of the company isn't to be like no one can ever fuck up that's that's impossible correct the job of them is to address it right away in in a meaningful way i think firing these people is as meaningful as it's gonna get um they it sounds like they did their due diligence they didn't just like snap to like y'all niggas fired they you know did hey was y'all at work that day okay cool did y'all do okay okay yeah well it sounded like y'all did the shit pack your shit you know what i mean and then release a statement um it's in their company policy or whatever um i would like to see if it's in their training but i would imagine it's in their training right uh because i've yeah. had training when i worked at media play and they had shit in there and that was in 90 something they was like yeah uh don't do nothing racist uh and don't be grabbing no butts you know what i mean like it was kind of simple but uh <laughs> it's one of the reasons i don't buy all that shit with the me too movement where people be talking shit about it i'm like i've had training at wendy's they told me not to grab somebody's butt this ain't no confusion mm. anyway mm. the point being the mm. point being to all this though i do think um it's as close as you can get to taking it serious i don't know what else they could have done but um and also i know what the third thing was when we black people have shit happen to us it's so common i don't think we reported a lot correct so if it is a pattern Mm -hmm. at a store partially we've kind of accepted it and done the well i just don't shop there no more right how often Mm -hmm. have we actually Mm -hmm. turned around and said i'm going to report this to corporate headquarters i'm gonna make sure that this problem gets True. we now have these viral mediums where we can be like i'm gonna go on fucking youtube or facebook or twitter and be like man fuck um you know the gap they did so and so to me that used to just not yeah. be a thing that you could do right but that's how we read about these problems now is so and so went on facebook live and was crying and shit and was like yep. dollar yep. store profiled me or whatever and that's how the shit happens so these companies are adjusting to it as well but um anyway uh all right let's write it zero to a hundred karen oh oh for me it's a zero for them fine people but mm. for me it's a hundred and and i th- and, and 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 i think my thing is that and i and i know a lot of it is just my own personal bias you know uh like once these things are pointed out it actually needs to be a cultural shift within the company a lot of times that's the piece that that frustrates me that never happens mm. you push people up underneath the rug and you kind of use them as a scapegoat so you can run on, you know, move on to the whatever it is we're trying to do. And it becomes frustrating. And I think the average black person is just relegated to this shit just happens. But firing niggas is part of a cultural shift. Correct. Because ain't nothing going to send me a message at my $7.50 an hour job <laughs> as they fire niggas for profiling. I'm like, well, then, yeah, I'm not doing that. Like, I don't want to lose this job. Mm -hmm. You know, like, to me, that's part of the message. Right. And then they released a statement. You know, I mean, I guess we don't know internally what they do in their stores, but unless there's, like, some internal, like, we came to everybody and told each employee da 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 then i can see that being the next level yeah i hope they and, I hope and they maybe they did up. i don't know if they did or did not do that so right. i can't speak to that but I, i'll say for me this story makes me feel zero percent fuck with because of how they handled it and obviously being racially profiled is always gonna make black people feel fuck with so 100 for the profiling right but i actually love that they did something and released a statement agreed uh what about you uh Yase? zero zero percent um yeah like you said uh this is uh an eternal perpetual evil people always judge each other without knowing all the facts and correct uh the only way you could deal with it in terms of having a business is you just got to act swiftly and promptly and conclusively and they did that so 
What about what's up? I can still shop there. What about you, Mel? You know, I'm actually gonna. I'm this person too. The toys like, well, I can see both sides. Like, I'll say fifty percent because mm-hmm. it's definitely they fuck with these young people. And I have worked retail so many times. The fact that it was so many employees and a shift supervisor lets me mm-hmm. know that is the culture. This is not the first person they've done this to, and mm-hmm. it really is a result of it going viral mm-hmm. that they kind of addressed it. So that is really what gives me pause because. um the store is always going to have like loss prevention. They're going to talk about it, you know, d- depending on the season. That's never going to go away at any type mm-hmm. of retail establishment. Now, in terms of the firing of them, I think that is good. That's a zero percent because they're, or, or, you know, getting closer to because they are trying to do something. But the store as, as a whole is not going to automatically stop profiling everybody. Mm-hmm. That's part of the job. You just got to pay attention. Mm-hmm. Do people have backpacks? Are they acting suspiciously? Like clearly these right. young people weren't because he has a jacket from that store. That is racially profiling and you just are doing a bad job. So yeah, they deserve right. to be fired, period. But in terms of the culture being changed, I really don't see that happening just because they fire some people. Mm. Everyone is supposedly basically going to try and do better. But they're still going to be looking out and make bad judgments because they're individuals who aren't getting paid that much. Mm, so, right. Um, yeah, I'm kind of split the difference there. All right. And say they definitely come with us, but, you know, I, I guess it's a step in the right direction. Nuance from the Woke With Kids. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, meeting in the middle. Kids meeting section. in the middle. Um, That's right. A high school is going to fly a Black Lives Matter flag. Um, Vermont's Montpelier High High School has announced it will fly a Black Lives Matter flag during Black History Month. Superintendent Brian Ricker said the decision was made after students worked on the idea for more than a year. The students said it was important to fly Mm. the flag to demonstrate the school's fight for equitable education for black students and to challenge the status quo. The board voted unanimously to support the kids' request. It t- in taking this step the board and administration recognize student leadership and their desire for support this is integral to other meaningful and purposeful work around equality that is happening in the mount pillier public schools this is not a singular event i just think it's a bad example for the mount pillier school board to establish this president said state representative thomas terrazzini guest the race terrazzini mm-hmm. denounced the decision calling black <laughs> calling black lives matter a national anti-police organization uh zero to hundred karen uh i'm not fucked with 100 mm. for that republican yeah he clearly republican right uh what about you and yaze yeah um that dude uh, he fucks with me about like 25 percent, but it's a it's a it's an old kind of fuck with so i ain't i ain't studying it too much but uh flying the black uh the black the new black power flag hell yeah let's do that what about yeah, that's you fantastic. That's fantastic. that's fantastic yeah, but equating black lives matter with anti-police i mean that's come on now we it's just to... so tired though it's yeah, just so it's, done yeah exactly you know I mean? like, that just lets you know that's you some old you on that old racist shit so i'm not even trying to hear that no more like it really does not bother me it's yeah. like you, you bullshit that's that's yeah i'm at this yeah, point yeah. there's i'm at a point with certain things that are happening that i don't i it's not that i don't think they're wrong but i don't have the capacity to care because it's so i understand that, that it's about that. distracting my energy because it's like when people say stuff like that i know that they understand right and i know that they know that that's the thing to say that gets black people to try to explain our humanity in the most simplest basic terms and i'm so fucking tired of just like wasting breath on people like that where you're like no because see it doesn't mean only black lives matter you're like actually you know what fuck you if that's what you want me to think and that's, that's you right think, just have it you know what i mean because right. it's not like there's right. anything that's ever gonna happen between me and that dude to convince him 
that i'm a human which is essentially what they're saying so zero for me right and i and i think for me particularly the older i get when you're young you don't value your time and you will waste your time doing shit that and way poor energy to shit that's just pointless you get mm-hmm. older you're like hey mm-hmm. my time is valuable wasting my precious time with you i don't have time for it. fuck you let me pour my time and energy into something more effective and and for me it's not even an age thing i've always kind of been like that about certain shit but i think the advent of social media kind of brings it back out correct because everybody's on there expressing like some sort of like basic ass one-on-one you know this is yeah. why mm-hmm. it's racist when so-and-so does such and such and i'm like and you know i spent i guess i spent the majority of my life around and surrounded by black people kind of insulated mm-hmm. so there's like a undercurrent to our language where i don't need to explain that Mm-mm. like you know like a perfect example when i'm at the basketball court and i bring up the mlk ad for that that super bowl everybody just kind of mm. like laugh because we like we all know like yeah that was some bullshit oh man white people crazy <laughs> and then we just keep moving but if a white person's in the yeah, room yeah. i have to break down like well you know what king thought about the moderate and also did you know he was anti-capitalism in that way and did you know also this and did you know and it's like uh actually you know what i don't give a fuck about convincing this one white man that this shit was bad like who cares right, like it, it, i'm not gonna write a fucking medium exactly. piece on this y'all y'all got it right and it ain't that important and my thing right. is this there are people whose life is to like they dedicate their whole lives got all these phds to explain my blackness go contact one of them people don't waste the time with me listen i i they know a lot more about our history than i will ever know every book has been written that's a distraction every book has been written i just want to like even and to a certain extent i even feel bad for them but i'm glad they get money off of it right because some niggas out here doing that shit for free and i'm like man don't even waste your time not for free like i I hope you hustling towards something like a book deal or a radio show or like don't get this don't get this shit away for free because they just gonna exhaust you and keep coming to you with the stupid ass questions and you gonna go yeah, crazy they're not cur- yeah they're That's not right because yes. they're not really curious. they're not yeah. curious and they're not curable like you know what i'm saying like that poison mm. that, that poison is in mm. them dog you sometimes you gotta let these niggas go uh-oh. Mel gotta go check the kids. Oh yeah, okay, wake up. getting too quiet. You know what I'm saying? I know I ain't, ain't nothing cracking. Be sure nobody spilled, turned over no cereal. Yeah, you know what? Um, matter of fact, let's move to uh next segment. Um, we'll do uh let's see. She gotta be here for guest right So let's do a little bit of white people news. Okay, let's do it. Okay, and then we'll move into guest rights after this. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Yay. Let's pick up a song for you guys put the video on screen you guys can enjoy along with us i know many of you oh this is my favorite favorite. see finally finally got a guest that keeps it real okay the chat room always lying like they don't love it (laughs) they got on twitter and they act like they don't love it like i'm sick of y'all out here fronting (laughs) who are y'all fronting for front for the gram y'all love when you when we see me uh cue this up you know y'all sing along in your cubicles and your cars and all that stuff and then you tell me how great it was oh wow all right wow here we go man this nigga like a skinhead what's up with his eye i don't know yo he look like a skinhead (laughs) (laughs) i don't wait in the background he like he hates black people oh and the voice don't help for a truck yes for Little man in the woods. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
To his dog avatar, flag avatar, Twitter account, and call me a nigga. He I can't know. wait. Mm. Oh man! Oh my god! Man, you missed a good one. They they play the the dude doing boys the men, a white dude playing boys the men on the guitar. It was just marvelous. <sighs> oh oh yeah, real life happened. The baby was up. I knew it. My spidey sense was tingling. Aww. I went to the front door and he was just sitting in the window. Like <laughs> 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 I swear to God, he's too. Why, you know, and then I was just like, "Hey, he was like, you're home." I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> he's like, you're home." I was like, "How long have you been awake?" Jesus. Oh, that parents put on some TV. Undefeated. That parents is undefeated. Oh, man. what? Now I always wonder how my parents. Well, knew. I just 
like yeah. i just it's funny i just realized i just got to witness it from the other side but i always wonder how my parents knew when i was up to some no good you know I and reali- it's just they got the sense dog it's an internal thing that i think once you have children it's automatically injected into your bloodstream mm. particularly with women because you know i've actually watched children and i realized like if i if i'm watching like a babysitting a child my husband know i am a hard sleeper i'm that nigga who sleep and you wake up like goddamn mm-hmm. who shot you in the bed you know how they draw the line around you mm-hmm. you know that's how i sleep i sleep hard but i realize when i have children around me i know that there's smaller children around me i sleep but i don't sleep i actually sleep light so every time they move every time so parents really don't rest like it's almost like a light sleep yeah but she wasn't asleep though i'm talking no, no, about she's not asleep, i'm not but, i'm talking but, about melissa just had the spider says go off in the middle of the show i haven't seen it from that angle before only parents know that because it's not because <laughs> like you know parents, you know your child yeah i i'm like yeah, yeah i'm not i'm not even trying to explain the magic of it i'm right. just saying i haven't seen it from the other side i normally was the one being like oh i can fucking play my game now or you know like right. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know i'm gonna no, i just knew yeah i'm gonna stick a fork into this knew. fucking um this, this electrical outlet to see what happened and yeah somehow my mom <laughs> would just come out and one time i fucking choked on a hot dog and could have died and my dad just hopped in the house like fucking batter, batman and <laughs> did the howling maneuver and like i was like how the fuck did you know i should be dead you know what i mean like that's that was i don't know how they know but they know they just be like oh it's too quiet i'll be right back right like i i i, I think that's a rule i've heard a lot of people say that if they have more than one child in one child who you know is a loud child you go wait a minute you hear that nothing yeah something's wrong mm-hmm. because i hear nothing i don't hear yeah. screaming nothing. crying fighting wrestling breathing like no 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 something that right here and i'm just i listen i'm just saying it's amazing to see that's yeah it. that's you, all i was trying to say right and the thing is <laughs> sometimes when it's a little off you you know you, you kind of sense it but you might not respond so, so so you get quicker at the draw or you'll be like me you don't pay a kid attention and she kisses a hot light bulb and burn the lips you know every year's parents okay. you live and you learn i was wondering what you was working towards over there i have no idea uh about that. it landed though that landed yeah, that landed yeah I, yeah I was like i was like why is she confessing all this oh okay she just need to get that off her chest yes i had to get that off my chest <laughs> mm. yeah was. She, she, you know she's alert my mama's senses was a bit off that day mm. uh idris elba and his girlfriend sabrina dower or dowry are engaged oh that's so sweet or at least they appear to be so they appear to be sabrina won the dick lottery guys everyone turn your tickets in yeah. <laughs> everybody was out here playing the idris elba dick lottery for the last couple years and hoping that she would slip up um the 45 year old actor popped the question on saturday at rio cinema in london before a screening of his big screen directorial directorial uh debut yardy um another Mm. at rio cinema first still five days to valentine's day but at idris elba went down on one knee and proposed to his girlfriend live on stage this morning before a preview of his film hashtag yardy a tweet from rio cinema's official twitter account read on saturday uh, along with the selfie of idris um i do wonder what security is gonna look like at their wedding because it's gonna be a lot of sisters trying to play Dwayne wayne to her whitley (laughs) oh lord you know you got to secure the dick you know what i'm saying like get some secret service because i've seen i've seen the things ladies have said on social media since this came down and there was a lot of what proof and i said it's a video right here it's like "Mm, we don't know 
that's that's truly real and i'm like okay <laughs> it could okay. be could be photoshop it could be fake, fake, fake some deep news. fakes some deep fakes right there. yeah like, i think i think i still got a chance with idris um you said uh when you turn up to the hashtag yardy screening with at saint to say new talent clients at adam must at akins.gazzy and the director idris elba steals the show with a marriage proposal Sainu managing director agent david marsden wrote in the video's caption hashtag congratulations hashtag love hashtag marriage reps for elba did not immediately return people's request for comment so maybe y'all still do have a chance i don't know yeah you never know uh, <laughs> don't give up yet ladies he fell in love with this sister because they met during the 2017 making of the thriller the mountain between us mm. yeah which is wild just talking about just talking about that fall yeah. in love over craft services come yeah. on like that right well we, we come just come on them them them, them pita chips is good it. them what them no silent chips them silent chips is is flames you know you ain't <laughs> making noise with each other it's wild because that whole movie is about improbably falling in love with some white woman uh <laughs> and, and this and this shit he went up to canada and fell in love with a sister they had nothing to do with the movie that's Aww. wild good for her good for her yes. Fa- falling in yes. love while making a movie about falling in love is pretty special the actor told people's editor and Ch- Ch- uh, chief jess caggle in the latest episode of the jess caggle interview um you know that's the other part of this too like they just fell in love so you know ladies don't mm. give up this could easily fall apart mm-hmm. you know maybe right maybe he doesn't get the good job you know what i'm saying maybe he doesn't get the good job you know what i'm saying maybe he doesn't (laughs) you might have a shot you might have a shot uh but yeah they uh they stepped out together and at at the different premieres and stuff like that so like they're together together um oh we're about to run out of time let me move to the next segment i invite everybody back on screen give me one second uh you guys will be pulled over and then you'll see i'll give you the prompt again um we have an hour 20 minute limit on each session be right back um but yeah i I don't know i mean maybe idris uh gonna you know maybe Idris off the market but maybe he'll fall through i mean i think he's been married before and um that didn't work out i mean she she picked up the pieces from that first marriage um so if that can happen for her why can't it happen for the next woman you know come on uh all right i'm inviting you back on screen karen yes sir find them uh, invite them back on screen they really got to make this a smoother there they go Mm -hmm. uh yeah we might need to suggest that well you can just if if you already connected you just roll everybody to the next session you got your invite yeah and then it said connection fail hold on okay all right cool all right they back on screen now okay um but uh yeah okay, i am okay that, all right i see cool all right but uh yeah i mean she picked up the pieces from his last relationship and it worked out mm-hmm. so i don't see why this getting uh didn't work out um and uh i mean you know. oh that dress she's gorgeous listen i was like how you get married and i, oh, wow. I, I look I at this I, picture I, I hate to be a racist but i am always so satisfied when i see two black successful people together Mm. didn't you read quincy jones this is this that was freedom man that's that represents freedom when you get a white lady <laughs> right right oh fair fair him fair and point, him, fair him and um him and matthew knows <laughs> freedom him and matthew knows admitted the truth after uh that all these other niggas won't want to admit the, um because it took what them being old and 
examining themselves and therapy and all that shit for them to admit it but it takes a while to get there but at least yeah. you got there oh hey niggas need to wake up earlier man like why why are you worshiping this shit and then you can find figure yourself out as for him um i enlarged this picture and was like oh so that's okay yep i see what i see what you see <laughs> you, you see you see what's gonna like, happen okay, yeah, okay. yeah you said if you okay. question his judgment if you question right. his judgment at all Idris whole face looking right at the camera like oh you see it yeah you see yeah, it you, too. <laughs> you see it player oh, okay. she a lawyer mm-hmm. she's smart and she got booty okay right. I, oh my I get gosh. right and, I she, this. Okay. and her face looking like too her face even looking like try bitches see y'all at the office that's right <laughs> she knew what was up back <laughs> yeah then. basically Oh, goodness. Wow. Anyway. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a Photoshop clef. Like, that's a Photoshop clef right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyways, you know, good for those, uh, good for those lovebirds. Right. And I hope they make it. Okay. Even Me if, too. Even the rest of, of all black women is rooting against this man. Uh, <laughs> y'all, y'all listeners, y'all, y'all listeners are fucking off the chain, man. This nigga said Heimdall sees that ass. <laughs> He can see it from the bridge, boy. He can see it from fucking the bridge. I know, right? He's like, oh wait, I see something. We always be asking why, why him, why Hamdale don't be doing shit in the movies till the end, because he be focused on the wrong thing, the wrong shit. Thor be like, send the bridge. You be like, what, what, what? Hold on, what man. bridge? You see, I'm doing something. Nah, he tripping, girl. I can talk. Let that bifrost that ass. Mm-hmm. Okay. oh lord y'all oh my god these, these guys are crazy oh Bifrost, that ass okay. uh st- stop exploit stop exploiting our tragedy oh yeah it's some peak white people news here kim control y'all may remember her as samantha on sex in the city okay uh she fell she's not friends with sarah jessica parker and they haven't been for her a very long time oh shit well she lashed oh, out oh. at the cruel and hypocritical sex in the city co-star sarah jessica parker following the death of her brother mm. kim control has rejected sarah jessica parker's or sjp as we call her uh oh, shit. condolences and branded her cruel following the unexpected death of her brother the sex in the city actresses have famously had a strained relationship following their time on the hit show however kim appeared to cut all ties on saturday when she took to the gram to tell sarah that she need she doesn't need her love or support at this tragic time oh shit listen wow damn. wow damn there is wow 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 there's no shade that was specific no shade like funeral shade come on there's no shade wow. you want to know how somebody really feel not. let somebody die right uh the 61 year old actress wow. continued her rant in the post caption where she wrote my mom asked me today when will that at sarah jessica parker yes she added her when will that at sarah jessica parker that hypocrite leave you alone your, con- oh. your continuous reaching out is a painful reminder of how cruel you really were then and now let me make this very clear if i haven't already you are not my family you are not my friend so i'm writing to tell you one last time to stop exploiting our tragedy in order to restore your nice girl persona mm. wow mm. ain't these women's in their wow, wow 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 she so came, personal came with the bars man she also included a link to a story about the mean girl culture that tainted sex in the city um kim posted the tragic news on instagram last sunday accompanied a picture of herself and her late brother he died at the age of 55 in the comment section sarah mm-hmm. added dearest kim my love and condolences to you and yours and godspeed to your beloved uh, brother 
cynthia nixon who played miranda hobbs has all, had also commented on the post saying hey kim such awful news so sorry to hear sending you love xo kim later thanks cynthia for getting in touch <laughs> oh the shade of i'm gonna oh, thank God. you for getting on in touch on this on the person i don't like post about my brother that's that's amazing <laughs> that's amazing levels of shade Woo. um yeah that's, that's, that's she's like i appreciate you for reaching out okay yes yes but not your ass don't go nowhere i got something to say um yes yeah, so she said thanks for reaching out love kill hashtag sex in the city following the outpour of support kim returned to social media to thank her fans and co-stars writing i would like to thank my fans friends and my sex in the city colleagues for outpouring this for of support for myself and my family over the past 72 hours kim announced the news last week on social me- media sharing it's with great sadness that myself and my family announced the unexpected passing of our son and brother chris cattrall at this time we ask for privacy we want to thank you all on social media for your outpouring of love and support in this trying time before the news of his death kim had previously posted that her brother was missing from his home in lacombe canada oh yeah um yeah apparently kim and sarah reignited their feud when sarah disclosed that the reason they wouldn't be making a third sex in the city film was because of kim's demands yeah and then i'm in the in the kind of shady way but i remember kim control we covered last year she was like they just need to replace samantha why i gotta be me put like y'all need to diversify that yeah she was like diversify put a black actress in there like give somebody else a chance and i was like damn she Uh, like is she woke like what is she doing why but now i know it's because y'all don't like each other you was like fuck it Uh oh uh last year wow yeah i mean yeah the grudge is so long and deep with them that i mean this is really like completely unsurprising it's just like there's there's no coming back at 61 right i'm about to say yeah because when sex i was a smaller child when sex in the city came out maybe like a teenager and i was like yeah these women were already grown so i'm like yeah they gotta be in their 60s last year she was quoted saying oh go ahead sorry go ahead guys Oh no! I was just—I just saw her last night on Two Dope Queens, Sarah, uh, Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker, and she seemed really sweet and humble and nice. But I don't know what was going on in the '90s because everyone was doing cocaine, so possibly she was a bitch on the set or whatever. But all I—I I mean, like, no matter what though, if if I reach out to you and say I love you, I care about you, for you to turn that back and be like, I do not need your love and support at the time. That's the most icy shit I've ever heard in my life. That's yeah. the coldest shit I've ever heard. I just think heard. it's for real. It's real. It's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, this that is, is hypocritical. Like, when you had a chance to treat me with love and respect, yeah. when we worked together, that was the time. Gosh. You know? It just gets into that canceling thing. Like, at what point is a person beyond redemption? Like, God right. dang. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I have, I have, I have that, uh, I have that same. I have that same impulse inside of me as a person that tends to forgive people yep i do have that same like damn man i would have probably used this opportunity to be like you know what dog i appreciate you you know uh like i ain't gonna forget what you did i ain't gonna you know i'm not even necessarily saying i'm forgiving it i'm just saying appreciate the human dc reaching out at a time like this i really don't got time to be getting into all this shit it's bigger things in the world but on the same hand i respect the fuck out of the consistency of being like if you don't fuck with me please continue to not fuck with me 
Mm. you know what i mean because mm. i don't know that what the fuck could have led to that you know what i'm saying it must have been something bad Big, right that that led to her being like you know we not cool and also like this is the thing that sometimes abusive people do mm-hmm. is that they will see mm. that you're going through a time where they expect your walls to be down and try to slide back in without reconciling mm. the original mm. um things that they did that was fucked up mm-hmm. and if just last year she was outing um she was outing uh Kim Cattrall as the reason we weren't getting another sex in the mo- city movie like yeah that doesn't seem like what a friend would do to be mm-hmm. like oh she's a bitch mm-hmm. she's just got too many demands she's stopping us from getting this money y'all so now you got my business on the street and you got people asking me in interviews while i'm promoting other products and shit like right. that other things that i might be wanting mm-hmm. to do with my life and now everybody coming up to me like why you want to do this movie why you want to do this movie she probably was like yeah fuck you and they probably had beef since way before then come on my brother dying didn't change that mm-hmm. you, you owe me a fucking apology mm-hmm before you even stepped in my direction so i can see that feeling exactly exactly yeah. it That's reminds me of the uh the first and vivian on fresh prince billy janet huber like mm-hmm. she ain't her and will smith ain't never gonna get together no. like no. there is no kind of apology that anyone can say at this point yeah. that will have lead to any type of reconciliation and with the whole sex and seeds i mean this thing goes back 20 years basically mm-hmm. right. who knows what their relationship was prior to the show right and so and then even on the show i mean that's the kind of thing where you would think all four women might get paid evenly or you know what I mean? Somebody was getting something on the back end. She was executive producer, this mm. and that. So it's always been opportunities for them to reconcile. Or I think for Kim Cattrall's perspective, for somehow that to, to make peace with that and for them to have that real conversation for, so fast forward to this moment, it's like, Oh, now my brother died. Now you want to come with the respect and the love and the condolences. Yeah. I kind of feel that it's like, well, mm. we had 15 years to have this conversation where I could receive that. And it just felt, I'm sure it just felt disingenuous. I'll say this one of the things, you know, and, and politically it kind of reminds me of, of like the democratic memo shit with the Nunez memo right now. It's kind of like in these situations, I almost wish I could just see what's redacted because the fact that we're not, uh, that we can't see what the original crime is, you know, like, because, you know, they seem like very certain. Like she seems very certain. Like fuck you and die. You know, like that's very conclusive. So, like you said, it does. It does. It does insinuate that there's some great crime behind it, but we don't know what it is, mm. right? We don't know what the actual thing that happened. So, well, what I'm saying is, release the Democratic memo. What's wild about? Um, <laughs> no, what's wild about the Aunt Viv <laughs> shit? Like Will Smith can always go back to like, man, I was 19 or whatever the fuck. Right, I was real young. He yeah. might handle that situation completely. But these now. are grown ass women Correct. that were always grown, oh. like yeah. the beef forever. Like you can't go back to like, well, look, you were a 35 year old black woman and I was a 17 year old kid. I didn't know no better. Like you can't even go Mm -hmm. back to that. Like ain't no excuse, Mm -hmm. nigga. We the same age. You knew you was treating me like shit. Now they do have. Yeah. On the sideline of this Daily Mail article, they do have some tea, okay? They oh, got, shit. they do have the whole fucking drama, apparently. Is it herbal oh, tea? What kind of tea is it? Jazzy tea? Well, if it's, I'm gonna say uh, it's, it's a timeline. Right, cause we know it ain't sweet tea. I'm gonna say it's Earl Grey tea, cause it's white people. Okay. Um, <laughs> May, May 2000, May 2008, Sarah Jessica Parker defended Kim when she was asked whether she supported her decision to delay the filming of the first sex in the city movie due to salary disputes december Mm. 2009 so about a year and a half later 
Kim and Cynthia Nixon attend Sarah Jessica Parker's premiere for Did You Hear About the Morgans in a show of support. And SJP tells Elle that she wouldn't have done the Sex in the City film without Kim. So they was cool then. Okay. January 2010, that's uh, only a month later. In an interview with the Mail, Kim expressed her exasperation over the never ending feud rumor, saying, People don't want to believe that we get on may 2010 kim admits that sometimes feelings get hurt during the grueling filming hours due to the amount of time the women spent together august 2016 so that's six years later sjp Mm, wished kim a happy 60th birthday and addressed her as her old friend october 2016 kim once again defends few rumors by but admits not every day working together is easy or perfect so you could tell that she started being like, listen, I'm about to start telling the all truth. All my fucks is leaving slowly. <laughs> you call me, me old in public. Right. right. They slowly escaping at the doors and windows. Keep messing with me. Right. Old friend. Okay, bitch. I got your old friend. September 2017, exactly. SJP confirmed the third Sex in the City movie and then announced that it was happening. Willie Garson, who played Carrie's BFF, Stan, tweeted, disappointed for all the crew holding on for negotiations to conclude for their jobs and of course for the fans leave it at that hashtag true so it's not like kim control was the one that was like stalling out like yo they need to pay me more if you want me to do this and then it became bitch you holding up everybody else's money trying to get your money and she like well i think i'm worth it like what y'all want me to do right mm-hmm. uh october 2017 kim tells pierce morgan that sjp could have been nicer about the sex in the city three movie demise because um sjp also did an interview and said that the when the movie wasn't happening that it it was kim's salary demands and it was her mm, fault and that becomes a problem because she's like i didn't come out publicly you did right you could have kept that between yourself uh hashtag solidarity uh february 2018 kim blast cruel sjp and says she's not a friend nor family to her so that's the timeline y'all I, I, you know what i mean I didn't hear nothing about anybody sleeping with anybody else's spouse uh, or or killing anybody close to them. So it seemed like it was all about money, right? Mm-hmm. And if, I don't know, I don't, it just seems very superficial. Mm-hmm. As someone who watched the show from the beginning to the end and has seen both women in movies prior, Kim deserved more money. Mm-hmm. I love Kim Cattrall. Yeah, I mean, she's amazing. Yeah, yeah she's an icon. She's icon. Yeah, like, she's icon. Like mannequin yeah. like this yeah. woman. And, and then in terms, the show, Carrie's character was only as enjoyable as in contrast to Samantha. Mm-hmm. I mean, Miranda and Charlotte, they're great to round it out. Yeah. But the main two that you really enjoyed right. were Samantha and Carrie. So she is right to say, I deserve more whatever it is i don't need numbers yeah but don't lowball the bitch because right. she's grown she's extremely talented and she is as important to that show as carrie is because if carrie didn't have the outfits we would have samantha would have been everybody's yeah favorite. i feel like mm-hmm. i feel like this this is a this is an interesting point you bring up because it kind of relates back to monique's situation and you know how much money should you demand and what's and what and like at what point do you start throwing grenades at your career Mm-hmm. Uh, because like it's not like Kim Cattrall came back and made anything bigger than Sex in the but City. I think or that's even more to her point, it's like this is it. This is kind of the tail end of my career. So how am I gonna lowball myself when this is my retirement? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you guess. know what I mean. Like this and is also she now what people will remember her for. Also, she got money, so she don't like. See mm-hmm. that's see that's the other thing. Like Monique can make an argument of well, I'm also doing this for black women. 
because like the next if they lowball me what they gonna do to tiffany haddish when it's her turn right you know right. if they if they lowball wanda psych like it's bigger than just me i can make the argument of lowballing me is a lowball to all of us so we need to stand up blah blah kim Cattrall just like listen i'm 61 uh I, i'm out of fucks and i'm only coming out of my house for a certain amount of money right y'all deal with it you know what i mean you know, and stop blaming me for the yeah. whole thing because it's obviously um if if you think it's my fault then do the shit without me replace me oh y'all won't well then shut the fuck up right like obviously i'm important exactly. what you like ain't like the thing about money it ain't no such thing as deserve you get as much as you can mm. fucking get if you if you look at, at at um like say the nba people one of my favorite nba players is joe johnson mm-hmm. and it's not because he's a great nba player it's because i've never seen joe johnson get underpaid in my life that nigga just be like uh i think i'm <laughs> worth more and he get it and, it and everybody be like but how you make more than lebron because i i fucking decided at some point i wasn't yeah. taking nothing less than the fucking most i could get and he shit just today he got bought out his contract so he can go play somewhere else and get another motherfucking check like that dude gotta be bought that's why you can't knock people right you can't knock people trying to get what they believe they're worth that's why i never yeah. knock monique it's like okay right. you need to go but what's more important getting the money or basically standing up for yourself so kim if kim yeah. is saying take it or leave it then can't nobody really be mad at her because they can leave it the production can leave it yep and still try if yeah. supposedly she isn't worth what she's saying then y'all should be able to replace her come up with a new storyline everybody else get paid and the and if the brand is so powerful we won't skip a beat y'all yeah. write it into the story and we'll be fine with it yeah. mm-hmm. but if y'all can't make the movie without her then y'all need to really seriously consider giving her what she's asking for yeah. and maybe bumping up the other two as well yeah. because the show itself really is about the relationships of all four women Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you need to just let the the, the, the woman the go fran- on with her business, yeah. right? And I, the franchise, and, yeah. and I look at it really, really simple. It, you know, when it comes to other people' pockets and money, I know motherfuckers that will stab somebody with twenty dollars. So at the end of the day, make your money. If people are like, money is the problem, yeah, we gonna fall out about it. And the thing is, her demanding more could also push their pay up too. Right. But a lot of times, people get so wrapped up in their own minds. Well, I'm satisfied with my money. She like. Hey, y'all do know there won't be another one after this. Y'all do know that, like, 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 uh, y'all said they're old in their careers, right. you know. So it's like, hey, I put it like this: Why are you knocking somebody for demanding more and demanding what they're worth? And like I said, I've seen poor people fall out with the smallest. You, if you ain't got five on it, a motherfucker ready to stab I've, you. I mean, so I don't have no problem point. with the larger point. money. Also, look at like we don't not we definitely don't knock men for pulling this kind of shit no right? they don't like exactly mark Wahlberg. Mm. mark Wahlberg just got that money a uh, million something yep. dollars to do the reshoots for um mm-hmm. all the money in the world and michelle williams's co-star took scale now she took scale because i mean you know partially because she was like look we shouldn't be trying to profit off the fact that kevin spacey turned out to be uh, accused of child molestation correct but but the point mm. is her contract's negotiated by the same agency so her uh, her agent is mark Wahlberg's agent you know like her agency they knew the parameters of those contracts one of them got one million dollars for that shit and one of them got a thousand dollars for that shit Uh, and he and 
what'd you say i'm sorry oh no they're not talking about oh okay yeah Kyle. sorry oh and so they made so they gave so one dude got the money i'm not mad at mark warburg for getting his money Mm-mm. like he decided to give it to the, the me two times up people that's cool if he if he wanted to keep the money i wouldn't have been mad at that dude to be honest but like that agency they're culpable in that shit too yes they are they know they could have put that that same agreement for her if they wanted to but they didn't ask or she didn't know and they didn't you know do their job to get her the most money they could have got her so you end up in this unequal situation i feel like kim control like she's being a woman saying i want this money and if they can't give it to her then just don't do the fucking movie it's fine you know if not then come up with the money if it's not you know because you can't or or do it without her which y'all already know that shit will flop like a motherfucker what so you don't go see so y'all yeah but guys this what what, what, the thing is is so weird though is why is kim cattrall so mad Mm. like i see why sarah jessica parker would be mad like you fuck my money up we didn't make these shows i'm not in the spotlight in the mainstream anymore but kim cattrall basically is like they didn't make the movies without her. They, you know, she didn't, you know, they didn't give her what she was asking for, but they also didn't do it without her. So, like, she got what she wanted. Well, which was, you, you didn't get your money. Here's, but you here's, here's why she's so mad. Here's why. She's mad because. Uh, on the projects. Say that again, she, I'm sorry. She's not just an actress like, she's not just another actress like waiting, letting her agent negotiate what she thinks she's worth. She's also one of the people making decisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if you're like, we're homies, but you're not advocating on my behalf as a position is as, as a person in a position of power, at right. least at the table in terms of who gets paid what or, or coming up with something so that I feel like I can take two months and travel to Dubai or whatever the stupid storyline would be and be spending 12 hours on set. You know, I'm, I'm older, so it, it has to be worth my while. So, I mean, I suspect at this point in the game, Sarah Jessica Parker is not just an actress on the film. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. She's probably so executive producer. So that's why I think it's personal in that sense because Kim knows that SJP has a voice mm-hmm. in terms also, of I see. those larger decisions. Also, SJP didn't have to come out and tell the press that it's Kim Cattrall holding everything up. Mm-mm. Like, exactly. she, like, that was super fucked up. Cause like, mm. like if they go, why, mm. so why is the movie taking so long? You could have just kept yeah, simply said, we all just negotiating contracts, right. lining up schedules, and we trying to get it done, and as soon as we have something to say, we'll let y'all know. Instead, you come out and be like, well, Kim Cattrall is fucking up the money. Okay, mm. well, fuck you then. Yeah, it, it becomes was, personal like, at we, that point We could have been cool, and you could have just kept my name out of your mouth in the press. You don't have to like me. You could go have that private conversation. And then, like, the guy who's the gay dude on the show that plays the BFF of, um, of, uh, of, uh, uh, um, not Samantha. Um, yeah, but yeah, that dude was in the press. Yeah. The actor being like, Kim Cattrall is a bitch so like right the fuck you mean dog so now you got multiple people out here blaming me for this shit keep my name out of your motherfucking mouth and when my brother dies don't you fucking text me like we cool mm. until you text me mm. i'm sorry for putting your business out there other than that fuck y'all the movie can go to hell i'll never do it how about that replace me with jack a and keep it moving like we know <laughs> <laughs> I would love that, but yes, it would flop. For Kim Whitley, Kim Whitley could do it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people oh, could. Man, I a, see. a lot of people could do yeah. it. They just scared to 
they it's more Man, about get Monique in it. Duh. Listen, yeah, that's problem solved. Shit, yeah, if they hey, I listen, you know they scared to deal with Monique because Monique. The thing I like about Monique is the same thing that's holding her back. She'll tell your business if you fuck up her money. Come on, like I love, I love that about her that she'll all be them like, contracts would have been out. That she'll be like, let me tell y'all what happened, y'all. But but also it's the same. I know she'll post the contract on social media. <laughs> right. like you see right highlighted. You see right here. This is what it's what they offered her. She ain't never lied, dog. Like you can say whatever you, you want, want to say. about that woman. You ain't never caught her in a lie. She will tell everybody the truth. That's the that's the problem. She be out here like, let yeah, me yeah, tell yeah. you. Children's is hungry. I think that's why he keep coming out here. Okay. Well, I, all right. This. No all right. We. Matter of fact, we can get ready to wrap up, man. Because I know um we're. We're, we're we're like two hours in. It's and, starting to get it's starting to get in work out, work hours out. for parents. It's starting to get in work hours. No, for no, parents. no. Baby came out here like, um, what y'all doing? What is going on out here? Where is the eggs? And the food? Like, Ain't no me, bacon grilling. Where the turkey told bacon me at? I to be on the stove, so I'm, I'm here. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. feel like it's getting mixed messages right now. I know, yo, 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 baby. Like I'm looking at the window with the comment emoji face, and I'm not getting the response here. Well, I'm not. I'm not trying to keep no food out of any black children's mouth no we okay. not thank you for spending time with us as long <laughs> as y'all could let me uh let me do this last thing which is sore ratchetness and we'll get out of here mm-hmm. some last story uh with the longest sound effect in the world of all time um, <laughs> that's right guys it's time to talk about swords and uh how they fuck people up and we need better legislation against swords in america and regulation okay dead all right (laughs) a man a man was attacked with hot liquid and a sword while filing a woman's taxes oh shit that's the h and r block get down i guess jizzle was right liquid swords Mm -hmm. liquid Uh, i mean what what is this virginia beach virginia i mean did he yell first what's happening here Virginia, Damn. Virginia Beach, Damn. Virginia guys. A Virginia Beach woman has been arrested wow. and charged with malicious wounding after police say she attacked the man who was trying to file her taxes. Man, you got to have it. I guess. <gasps> I guess you got to have it right. He was like, to- I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to automize. I'm trying to automize. Oh, she. He was like, actually, it looked like you going to owe some. This, and she just pulled out the sword. She was like, oh shit. Exactly. She's like, oh yeah, look over here. <laughs> wow. You know what? I guess she wanted to uh make sure that she listened to trump and get that tax cut police say 63 year old monica grace Rod- <laughs> monica grace rodriguez hardy invited someone who know she knows into her home to file her taxes at that point rodriguez hardy asked the man to look at a box of old toys however man melissa was right look over all right distracting uh, oh what's that coming from i didn't do that uh however that's the, the music to play when he turned around and looked at them old toys however when the man turned around <laughs> rodriguez hardy doused him in the face with a hot unknown liquid oh shit and then he attempted to run from the that's woman the wildest thing i ever heard unknown liquid you know uh, she grabbed her sword and said bunkai and it lit up and she flashed it <laughs> that's what happened then she threw another pot of hot wood liquid as he ran hitting him in the second time in the face then as the man was trying to flee the home she pulled out a small sword police say the oh, man shit. 
the man drew a firearm but he didn't shoot instead everybody had weapons he kicked the sword right he kicked the sword out of a woman's hand police say the victim ran to a neighbor's he home kicked the sword. was everybody kung fu fighting what is happening in this story <laughs> i'm saying it's the best action sequence i've ever heard i know right it's gonna be the next well, why it's gonna be the next liam neeson why? uh movie i'm so confused mm. i wonder but it sounds like she mm. set him up from jump like right. oh come do my taxes mm. because what is look at this box of old toys that is the, i mean that's like look a naked lady yeah exactly <laughs> right so and to have a hot liquid ready to go i mean that was a setup from jump so i wish they had had more information on her motivation right mm. what was what was the motive i mean what did he do 63 years old this That's is like a, a scene of tales from beyond or something like this she's <laughs> secretly a, a a part of the knights templar or some shit and he's really uh possessed by never mind i'm sorry i'm getting in my wow my script pitches it feel like it could be like a good liam neeson movie mm-hmm. like he plays a tax yes. man and he goes <laughs> he goes over to people's houses yeah, and they try to kill him no wow yeah like or like or like everybody or like people are possessed by like evil spirits or something and he's like yeah he's like the guy that has to hunt them down but you don't never know who they're gonna be when they try to kill you that they always pull a sword on you well you know in their eyes would change or something like that you know in all his movies lately he just like a normal ass dude and then he just get into an action movie like it's uh what do you do for a living i ride trains and i tell them (laughs) i get them five star yelp reviews on they train i know that's my whole job and that's my whole job and then somebody just come over and be like uh liam nisa can i talk to you for a second it's a bomb on this train and a gun and we're gonna try to kill you and for the next hour and a half you're gonna have to survive or we're gonna blow up your family all right have a good day and then he end up you know fucking saving the world or whatever getting hot liquid poured on him. yeah like this could make a great point those are all those are all superhero films and magical power is he got magical white man power but what they omit is like they don't have the the supernatural element where he get bit by the spider right before he get the phone call or some shit where he get his superpowers activated because you can't possibly go from just walking around like an average dude to the next minute you hanging from the side of a train and shit i mean it's just no way possible it's impossible white man dude and yeah and he's fucking like 70 now right you know what i'm saying so like the so the as the movies keep progressing the 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 thing that he does that you know in the movie becomes more and more tame like the last one was riding a train before this it was riding a plane uh before you know what i mean like every mm-hmm. every movie is just i think we are progressing towards him just being a tax accountant and killing people yes anyway. you know you know we we we, we, we to the point where he gonna be at like the old folk center and like a crime gonna break out and he just gonna be hitting people with oxygen mask and mm-hmm. shit i just i just feel like the 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 tagline is gonna be him with a gun being like i got your refund and then just shooting this old woman uh anyways um so yeah he kicked the sword out of hand police ran say ran called 911 at neighbor's home following extensive investigation rodriguez hardy was arrested on thursday charged with malicious wounding and contempt of court uh they tried to speak to a family but nobody was home neighbor said the suspect seemed like a perfectly normal nice woman these violent acts come as a complete surprise it was probably fucking something something something. (laughs) i guarantee you and she was like oh you 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 fucking up my taxes i'm gonna fuck you up yeah i feel like they was fucking and she was that was just her way of getting them come to her house one last time well shout out to the the 63 year old still getting it in man hey vagra man vagra changed the game it don't give me hope though man i hope to be over fucking by that age like 
oh the like you know what i'm saying sex <laughs> sex takes out a lot of it takes up a lot of her brains you know <laughs> like if it wasn't for sex men probably could have like cured cancer by now but we just Guaranteed. too busy doing I, I, other normally, stuff i i'd agree with you but we married now so the whole yeah. idea oh, you know what I'm saying? like sex is supposed oh. to be low effort now you know what i mean so, so i don't want to get low I, effort. I, I you know i mean i try to i'm just saying i try not to you know try not to disappoint guys what i'm saying no <laughs> low effort and end up no effort then you end up uh you know po effort yeah i'm like yeah <laughs> set the bar right. so low you like, know like I'll, I'll anyway i'm not gonna get into too much detail no. all right guys. <laughs> 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 all right man we'll be back tomorrow tomorrow our guest is stephanie from the mocha Mo- minutes podcast Yay um so and i think that's at 6 30 tomorrow since mm-hmm. there's no supergirl or any right. tv show that we'll be watching so we'll do it a little later um make sure y'all check out woke with kids man please do y'all they are a lot of fun if y'all enjoyed this episode and enjoyed this show then y'all enjoy their show um yes. like i said very fun very entertaining uh support the babies and yeah uh, support the kids y'all know how we do go over there leave them five star reviews on itunes and stitcher write them call them if they have a telephone number and just let them know that you found them through us and i'll put all the contact info in the show notes for mm-hmm. uh their we social will. media and all reach that out stuff. y'all uh so thank y'all so much for being here guys yes all thank right. you man pleasure. it's been so much fun it's the best it's the earliest i've ever woken up in like two years but it's been it's been all worth it oh, oh. Man. thank y'all that's that's a great compliment because i value my sleep as well oh, yes uh all right until tomorrow love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.